Well, 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 well. Good morning this morning, everybody. Good morning this morning. Uh, testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, and three. Oh, yeah. It's a busy morning. Just, uh, well, let's see. Within the last half hour or so, they found another what is supposed to be a bomb or what may be a bomb or a suspicious package this time out of the uh, at the at the. Greenwich Village restaurant owned by Robert De Niro. So things are getting kind of crazy. I mean, pretty much everybody on the list of everybody who is insufferable is getting a bomb threat made to them, at least insufferable on the on the side of the left. And I, I, I don't know whether this thing is uh, with De Niro. As, and I'm, I'm laughing because... None of this is adding up. None of it makes sense. It's all, as usual, way too perfect and organized. And, you know, everybody, De Niro, really? I mean, everybody, Maxine Waters, uh, Debbie Washington Schultz is on there. And, uh, you know, it, it began with, obviously, Hillary and Barack Obama and uh, and, and, and George Soros. And yeah, it just kind of is uh, not adding up at all. Now, again, I'm not saying there isn't some kind of crazy, weird, uh, unabomber, conservative guy out there doing this, but it's highly unlikely. And that's just my opinion about it, although uh, obviously it can be anything, and I don't want to underestimate the seriousness of of, of what is going on here by... uh, overly politicizing it or whatever else. I wouldn't want to do that, would I now? Because that's exactly what the uh, what the news media did. I mean, I, I told you what would happen yesterday, and it, wasn't, it didn't take a genius to, to figure out what was going to be going on the majority of the day, and that is that they would be talking about the fact that this is all Trump's fault, and they would replay Trump video of him at a rally talking about a guy pushing a reporter around and and they would forget all the comments made by the Democrats in the past. They would forget Maxine Waters ordering out her flying monkeys to annoy people at restaurants and yell at people and scream at people and uh, commit acts of violence against people and they forgot about, I they even played I think a soundbite of Hillary Clinton 
talking about the the need to to return to civility. I mean, it, this is where things really start to get to the point where they they're jumping the shark. Public figures and a news organization. Many of you and others across our country have asked after me and my family, and I'm very grateful for that. Yeah, this is the same witch who went out there and said you just can't you can't be civil with people. Remember when she talked about that? It was an interview that she did, and she was on Google TV basically saying that, that she was going she, – she, that, that, that in this environment, you, you can't be civil. Remember? And this, this, was, this, was less than, this was less than two weeks ago when Hillary Clinton said that you really couldn't be civil with people who are the way they are and who they are and everything else. And so they just ran that soundbite yesterday with her at CNN calling or at this event calling for more civility when she's the very person who said you just you can't be civil. I mean, Republican Senate you know, denied the right of President Obama to have his nominee for the Supreme Court, Merrick Garland, uh, heard. I think you even wrote that they stole a justice from the Democratic well, I think, Party. I, I think they did. I mean, to keep a Supreme Court seat open for a year, uh, to deny a distinguished jurist, they could have voted him down. They could have said, well, for ideological reasons, philosophical reasons, uh, we're not going to vote for him. But no, they stonewalled. And that was such a breach of Senate ethics and the constitutional responsibility of uh, the Senate to advise and consent on nominations that you cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. Yeah, you and cannot. Believe you ca- you cannot. This is that. That's what she said. You cannot be civil. And and then we had to we had to listen to her yesterday talking about the need to return to civility. That that was on October 9th, people. When Hillary Clinton said that you cannot be civil with the Republican Party. So spare me the eyelash fluttering and all of the accompanying uh, fanning of, of, of themselves over this whole issue. When this is a – if it's not a direct result of it, this is a situation where uh, – Everybody is at fault for this clown car situation that we're in right now. And I, I don't – this is the woman who called half the country deplorable. So I'm not, I don't need lectures in civility from Hillary Clinton. I certainly don't need lectures in civility from Maxine Waters or any of these people for that matter who have presided over groups of people – who have physically harmed other people. We've been talking about this for a long, long time. It's interesting how, remember when all the uh, uh, envelopes with ricin in them went to General Mattis and all that kind of thing? You're like, no, I don't remember that. That was only like a week and a half ago. And that was two Republicans. Remember when the uh, envelope, the suspicious envelope, was sent to one of Trump's uh, son's wives? Remember that? Didn't get a whole lot of attention, did it? Because the world wasn't ending because nobody cares about Republicans. Nobody cares about conservatives. And now suddenly we're all supposed to uh, act like this is uh, the Holocaust because people are getting joke bombs sent to them. And I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, it's pretty serious. But come on, you're putting a, you're putting a, uh, 
an alarm clock on one of them? I mean, what what, what are these guys using the Roadrunner as a template for their bomb making? Going to Acme bomb making school? I mean, what's next? Are they gonna are they gonna drop an anvil on somebody's house from the sky? I mean, come on, this is comical to a certain degree because I, you know, I, I, you know, I, I understand the seriousness of of scaring people and terrorizing people. That's just uh, not right. But you look at what's happening here, and you look at the setup here, and this is really whoever's doing this is clearly not intending for anything to blow up. I mean, it, there's and clearly not intending for anything to happen. They certainly are committing an act of terror. That that that's what this is. It's not a it's not any joking matter. Uh, but this idea somehow this is this is a. Another example of even when the Democrats have like weird threats made against them, it still doesn't look right. It doesn't it doesn't it looks wrong. And in fact, it looks like a joke, whether it be the this caravan, which is remains inexplicable and and nobody can figure out what the hell this thing is. And it's almost comical how they're reporting on this as, as people walk by them on their cameras with their faces covered and with, you know, LA Clippers jerseys on or whether it be Christine Ford and her bizarre get up there at Kavanaugh's thing and, 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 and lying and just hair in front of her glasses and everything. And, and now this bomb thing with with uh, with alarm household alarm clocks attached to them, which bomb makers never do because they never want people to know what time the bomb's going to go off, if anything. But they certainly don't attach alarm clocks to to, to bombs or or protruding from an envelope or whatever. This is all designed, obviously, to to for an outcome, and and I totally get that. But everything does, Suzanne, you're right. Everything seems so staged. Everything seems it's, – it's almost as if uh, Hollywood is, is the one in charge – was in charge of the Kavanaugh hearings and the Kavanaugh uh, hearings and, and the caravan. And it, because we're all just like looking at this going, really? I mean, uh, yeah. I, I get, and, and I get it that it's wall-to-wall coverage, uh, and, and I understand all that. But you realize the people who are being targeted – are the people who are being the most uncivil of anybody in our political culture right now. So, yeah, do I want anybody to get a bomb sent to their office or their home or whatever? Uh, hell no. I don't want people to be terrorized. But don't lecture me on the desire or the need to be civil when all you've been doing is talking about how uncivil you ultimately are wanting to be, and you're excusing it and everything else. It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, there's a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover here, uh, especially as it relates to the uh, news media's coverage of this. And as I, as I told you, it was, gonna, it was going to all boil down to uh, President Trump, and, and they had a picture of President Trump with the words heated rhetoric on them. And so that's basically what... They did all night long, all day long. Some of the networks, they just covered it as if it was, uh, So let's you bring know. in Cecilia Vega. Okay, She's live at the White House. And Cecilia, we heard the president obviously called for unity today, calling the pipe bombs abhorrent. 
but it's going to lead to questions about the rhetoric, as I mentioned, we've been hearing in the country for some time now. Uh, David, and the White House is already facing those questions here tonight. And again- Why is the White House facing those questions? You mean regarding the heated rhetoric? I mean, uh, Hillary Clinton has was the one with the heated rhetoric on October 9th when he said she said you can't be civil. Maxine Waters was the one who, with the heated rhetoric, when she said that people need to confront other citizens at the gasoline station and and at the at restaurants and those kinds of things. The heated rhetoric was well when Robert De Niro, who was who was the more recent uh, recipient of one of the uh, crazy packages, has doesn't nearly a day doesn't go by where the guy doesn't talk about wanting to punch Donald Trump. So I mean, if we're going to have a discussion about heated rhetoric, let's have a discussion about heated rhetoric. But let's include everybody with the heated rhetoric. I mean, let's 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 not just suddenly act like we just add water and Democrats are the the victims of uh, of modern society because that's just that's just not the case. But who's who's counting, right? And that is because of what happened today. All of the targets are people that the president regularly attacks himself. Now- Actually, all the people who are the targets are people who regularly attack the president themselves. But in the news media's world, it's like all these people are the ones President Trump has attacked when the reality is they're all people who have attacked President Trump. So, so, but, but why not just say both of those things instead of just saying one of them? That, that I don't understand. Why, why, are, you, why are you mentioning that there are peop- all people who ha- Trump has attacked but not all people who have attacked Trump? And in fact, a lot of them are people who have attacked other American citizens with their words and have, and have advocated violence and everything else. Uh, and uh, yeah, and Lisa's pointed out, Joe Biden's the one who said he was going to take Trump out behind a woodshed or, or the gym or whatever he was he was talking about, the weirdo, and, 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 and beat somebody up. I mean, so uh, it, it, it's... And by the way, the, the, when the bomb squad detonates these things, uh, they are not detonating. These, these are, they're not detonating. The bombs aren't the things that are going off. You, you, you guys understand that, but I think a lot of people don't. When they're detonating these particular items, they're blowing them up, basically, so, so with other devices. So the, so the things that are exploding are not actually the bombs themselves, although part of it might be that. But when you detonate explosives, you're, you're purposely detonating them with other detonation devices. Just wanting you to know for point of order. But anyway, this is – I mean I'm, I'm 21 seconds into this monstrosity of reporting, and this is just on ABC. But, but this is all, as I told you, it all was going to be Trump's stuff. fault. Cecilia Vegas, she's live at the White House. And Cecilia, we heard the president obviously call for unity today, calling the pipe bombs abhorrent. But it's going to lead to questions about the rhetoric, as I mentioned, we've been hearing in the country for some time now. Uh, David, and the White House is already facing those questions here tonight. And again, that is because of what happened today. All of the targets are people that the president regularly attacks himself. Now, there is discussion among some sources about whether he might want to tone it down in the wake of what happened today. So why is he being asked to tone it down when Maxine Waters can go screeching in front of a microphone about attacking people at gasoline stations and other places? And Hillary Clinton can talk about how uh, 
it, she's unable to be civil. Why is he the one having to tone this down? But all of the consensus says that no one speaks for Donald Trump except Donald Trump himself. The question now, with less than two weeks to go in these midterms, will he take his own advice and heed this call for unity? No one else seems to have a responsibility to be unified except President Trump. Everybody else, well, they're just angry over the election or they're just angry because this. everybody else is excused. Everybody else has a hall pass for running their fat, uncivil mouths. But President Trump doesn't. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, I'm concerned that these things are happening. But I don't know why this is such a surprise. You know, even if it is so, you you notice everybody who is receiving these packages has been running their fat mouths about how angry they are and how they can't be civil. Everybody. It doesn't matter whether it's Obama who, who commits an act that no other former president has ever committed in terms of running around and and campaigning against a sitting president. No one's ever done that before. What other what other candidate in the history of the United States has decided they're going to attack the entirety of the people who are voting for their opponent? What other what other candidate has ever done that? What other what what congressperson has ever gone out in front of a microphone and ordered her flying monkeys to attack people? in restaurants and at gasoline stations. When has that ever happened? When has there ever been a situation where a guy has gone and shot up a group of Republicans shouting things about health care, basically mimicking the same exact kind of arguments that people have been making against uh, people who are wanting to roll back Obamacare? When, is that ever, when have you ever had a, a movie star go out and actively talk about wanting to physically punch the president of the United States? When have you ever had a, a vice president, a former vice president, talking about taking a sitting president out behind some woodshed or gym and, and beating him up? So, so I don't understand where, uh, you know, suddenly everybody's surprised about this certain act of incivility when they haven't even raised a finger about other acts of incivility. It was like almost like it, they went from zero to every Democrat's a victim in less than 12 hours yesterday. And, of course, the news media, you know, with, with the, with the uh, device sent to CNN, of course, they're off to the races on that whole thing and blaming that on President Trump. But the reality is everybody is taking part in this thing. So, yeah, am I concerned about uh, what's going on? Absolutely. Do I think uh, that this kind of terrorism is uh, awful? Absolutely. But am I ready to sit here and talk about how these people are all victims and have not played a role in their own uh, their own victimhood here? Uh, no, I'm not going to. I, I can't listen to it. It's, and plus, it's way t- all this is way too convenient. I don't know who's doing this. I don't know who is uh, committing these acts. I, I don't know whether they're some right-wing crazy or uh, whether or not they're actually a left-winger. Every time we've had situations that have resulted in 
uh, supposed threats or everything else, it's turned out that it's the it's the very people or from the the people who are uh, from the same group. Uh, I, I I so I I'm leaving that out as a possibility that this is all come on this is all a setup towards the uh, uh, towards the midterms. It, it's it, it's actually perfect because it. it for whatever reason, I would imagine that there are some people who believe this is going to engender a level of sympathy for the Democrats going into the midterms, and it's going to create some kind of terrible uh, reflection on President Trump and remind people how awful he is and how we need to take back the uh, the House and Senate Democrats do. Keep in mind, Hillary Clinton uh, said on October 9th that that was a prerequisite for a return to civility. Was was the election of Democrats winning back the House and Senate in the fall? She said, "You can't, you're not going to be civil until any of that happens." That's 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 what she said. And that was such a breach of Senate ethics and the constitutional responsibility of uh, the Senate to advise and consent on nominations that you cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. This woman had the audacity and the news media had the audacity to report her comments yesterday as if she never said what I just played for you. As as if she never said that. That, that the election of the Democrats to the House and Senate is a prerequisite for a return to civility. That's what she said on October 9th. It wasn't that long ago. It was the same month where she said that, and yet the news media allowed Little Miss doe-eyed Pippi Longstocking to go out there yesterday and blather on about how we need to return to uh, we need to return to civility. We are fine, thanks to the men and women of the Secret Service uh, who intercepted uh, the package addressed to us long before it made its way to our home. Every day, we are grateful for their service and commitment, and obviously, uh, never never more than today. But it is a troubling time, isn't it? And it's a time of deep divisions. And we have to do everything we can to bring our country together. Right. Yeah. That was yesterday. This is October 9th. To win back the House and or the Senate. Yeah, I'll play it. With a of... Uh, the Senate, to advise and consent on nominations, that you cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. I mean, are we in any more of a twisted, weird, bizarre time than now? When in a matter of days, you can have a woman like Hillary Clinton talking about 
how we cannot be civil unless the Democrats take over the House and the Senate. And it's the only way. And then yesterday, talking about how uncivil everything is, and not one person, except people in, in, in my line of work, will, will, uh, will point out her comments from October. How is it possible that somebody in that short span of time can say two opposite things and no one calls her on it? No one. And instead, they hyper-focus on this being all President Trump's right, fault. Well, the FBI hunts down whoever sent these bombs, and their motives remain unknown. No matter who sent them, there are growing calls to turn down the heated political rhetoric. Oh, really? But, but the calls are only going to President Trump, apparently. Like, I guess, I guess Hillary Clinton's heated rhetoric and Maxine Waters' heated rhetoric and Joe Biden's heated rhetoric and Robert De Niro's heated rhetoric... Uh, doesn't have to actually, or oh, President Obama's heated rhetoric. None of that has to change. The person that needs to change is President Trump. After we've heard these people time and time again call for incivility, suddenly it's President Trump's job to be civil. I can't. someone gets hurt, the head of CNN, Jeff Zucker, blasting the White House and the president late today. While there are no answers yet on what led to today's incidents, President Trump has the biggest megaphone, and there are growing questions about how he is using it. So they're saying that it's different because Trump has the biggest megaphone. I don't know. You've heard the big megaphone that Maxine Waters was using. Hillary Clinton has access to every network every day, it seems. She's got a pretty big megaphone. And and, and President Trump's megaphone... Uh, might be uh, louder because he's president of the United States, but now it's it's about megaphone size. Now it's about the size of a microphone or the size of a speaker. That's the that's the difference. Oh no, well Hillary uh, doesn't have as much of a uh, as big of a microphone or a megaphone or a speaker as president. President Trump has nine speakers behind him when he speaks, and Hillary Clinton only has one. Is that, is that the rule we're all going to be uh, dealing with? Yeah, so the latest, if you're just getting up and just uh, joining me and just turning on the news, is that they did find a uh, little bit of a uh, some kind of package outside of Robert De Niro's Greenwich Village uh, restaurant. So Robert De Niro now has been added to the list of people who have received uh, these these packages that obviously look like bombs, are are pipes and things like that, and and then they are. Uh, and then, and they, but then also they added to them, and they have added clocks and things like that, which are kind of crazy. But the news media is going. CNN nuts. worldwide president tired. Jeff Zucker tonight saying there is a total and complete lack of understanding at the White House about the seriousness of their continued attacks on the media. Words matter. Yeah, their continued attacks on Republicans is ultimately what is leading and has led and did lead to Republican voters, uh, people who support President Trump, being. Uh, angered uh, at and being being yelled at and 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 having eggs thrown at them and being beaten outside of rallies. Uh, that that's pretty much where we're at, people. I mean this this is where the news media absolutely is just telling you the sky is black when it's blue. I mean they they just are they go out there with a straight face. 
it's it's gotten to the point where it's just almost ridiculous. And 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 Hillary Clinton going out there yesterday with a straight face calling civil for civility just days after announcing there will be no civility until the House and Senate are taken over by Democrats. I mean, it's comical how this whole thing is laying out. And once again, things are way too convenient. I don't know what's going on here. I I don't know what this is, but it doesn't seem to be what I think people think it is, or at least what the news media think it is. It doesn't seem to be all adding up. <laughs> Suzanne. I mean, I'm, I hate to laugh about this. I'm not really laughing about terrorism, but Suzanne's like, I guess Madonna and Ashley Judd will be getting their bombs too. It's, it's the uh, hashtag I got a bomb too movement. That's, that's, that's what it's going to be for the next uh, week. And I, I hate to be flip about this, but boy, everything's just so not real here. Everything is just so crazy. And the sad part of it is that maybe this is like really real and really terrible and really just we've reached a crescendo and this is all nuts. But because everything else has been so fake, whether it be Christine Ford, whether it be the uh, comments from Hillary Clinton, whether it be this caravan that doesn't make any sense, we're all like looking, we're all watching some kind of movie here that is and a, and a fantasy that is full on created by the news media and the left. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm watching just people performing as opposed to really doing anything else. I feel like I'm watching. I finally figured out what Kabuki theater is. People always used to use make that reference. I'm like, what the hell is Kabuki theater? And who goes to, to Kabuki theater? But I'm, I'm finally realizing that I, where we keep on watching these things play out. And we're all supposed to sit back and, and act as if this is all real. Oh, wait, I'm like thinking, okay, so I'm, what am I supposed to believe again? That Brett Kavanaugh organized a gang rape club? That's what I'm supposed to believe? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm trying to keep up here. I'm trying to make a list of what we've been asked to believe. Okay, so wait a minute. I'm supposed to believe that Brett Kavanaugh, Supreme Court nominee arranged for uh, the systematic gang. He didn't take part in him, but he was the gang rape ringleader. Okay, I'm supposed to believe that. All right, yeah. And I'm sorry, wait. I'm, okay, I'm supposed to believe that that guy with the L.A. Clippers shirt on with the, with the handkerchief over his face is a migrant in a caravan coming to America just like the Italians did in 1917? That's what I'm supposed to believe? I'm supposed to believe? Okay, yeah, all right. I'm supposed to believe that uh, a uh, a fake um, like like some kind of configuration with a with a uh, zenith alarm clock attached to it is a bomb. I'm supposed to wait. I'm supposed to listen to Hillary Clinton tell me about how uncivil everything is. I mean, I can't, they're asking too much of us at this point. It's all way too convenient. It's all way too crazy. But we'll be covering it for you. And, yeah, Vicki Howard's like, like a B-movie. It's like Sharknado. It kind of is. And yet at the same time, you know, a, a part of me feels like if somebody really wanted to uh, make a big deal out of it, they could claim that I was making fun of 
these bomb threats and things like that. And I really, I really am not. I'm just saying that you know we've reached a point where now everything is just so strange. Everything is just so weird. And and frankly, uh, I'm supposed to believe that, and I'm, I'm supposed to believe that Maxine Waters is a victim. I, I, I I'm sorry. I, I just, I, I just heard her. I've seen all of her people yelling at people at restaurants and. I, I'm supposed to believe all this? Um, sorry. Hey, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we are live from the Discovery Design Truck Care and Manufacturing Studios. And thanks to all the guys, the Pogue, ddtruckusa.com, for their support of Radio Free Almond. And we are, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, our national anthem. <laughs> Don't wait. The Fed has raised interest rates. That means your minimum credit card payments are going up. Don't let that happen to you. This is James Hawkins of Golden Oak Lending. Now's the time to consolidate your debt. Home values are up, and you can use the smart cash in your home to pay off debt or get rid of expensive PMI. Smart cash is the difference between what you owe and the new value of your home. And Golden Oak still has fixed rates in the threes. Call 567-GOLD. NMLS 1149-37. The wine beneath the bed The things we done and said And all the memories that come glancing back to me In my loneliness Standing in the breach Beyond that stretch But out of breach and consciousness I find me sometimes wondering Where you're at Happy Thursday to all of you Sonny Wilson's going to be coming in in uh, just a little bit. Going to size up the race. He's going to come in at 7.30 or so. Going to size up the race with uh, Sondra McDowell versus Nicole Galloway and also talking about the U.S. Senate race. Josh Hawley was uh, making some news yesterday with a another poll showing him upwards of seven points ahead of Claire McCaskill to the point where there was some talk of maybe even of maybe even the Democrats just giving up on the seat so that's hard for me to believe though doesn't sound like something like that would actually 
actually happened, but we're going to have uh, Sonny in to talk about all that kind of stuff. And also, by the way, about uh, 8.30 or so, we're going to have uh, Dustin, the senior loan officer from Golden Oak Lending. He's going to be joining us uh, a little bit to talk more about what they're going to be doing, buying a home and the whole loan process of buying a home and all that kind of stuff that you need to pay attention to. Thank you to Michael Proctor, by the way. Proctor spelled like doctor. ProctorDrapery.com. He's got uh, all of your fabulous window treatments ready to rock and roll seven days a week. He'll come to your house, and he is your uh, interior designer. He is your installer, everything. So he keeps his costs down because he's his, he's the guy. But he is also... Uh, a guy who is an expert in his field, his competition is is all the high end kind of window treatment people. It's not like Home Depot; it's the high end window treatment people, and so you're going to get the top line stuff from him: the Roman shades, the Norman shutters, the woven wood shades, all that kind of stuff. But you're going to get it at a price that is uh, hugely competitive and at a value that is uh, amazing. So, yeah, the latest. They don't know what this thing is at De Niro's place. And I, I feel bad because I'm, I'm, I guess I'm supposed to be. I, I guess I'm supposed to be freaking out over all the stuff that's going on. And then to tell you the truth, I've seen so much fakery and, uh, and, and crap from the Democrats. And I, that I actually I'm, I've got to the point where I'm sorry. I, just don't, I don't believe this. I'll just tell you out. I'll just tell you flat out. None of this makes sense. So I, 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 I and I'm a lot of people won't say that because uh, they're afraid that they're going to be looked upon as being a uh, person who doesn't care about terrorism or that kind of stuff. And I do, but uh, I don't buy any of this. And and maybe that's after having the media. And the Democrats lie and call for incivility for the past two years. I guess I'm just kind of like not ready to listen to Hillary Clinton tell me about the need to return to civility nine days after she said we can't be civil until Democrats take over the House. I'm sorry if I'm just not able to kind of digest that. I'm sorry if if I really can't see Maxine Waters as a victim. I, I, I can't put that together in my mind. So I, I, I can't do it. And you know what? That's too bad. That's a shame. Because the news media and the Democrats have so desensitized all of us because of their horrible language and their horrible comportment and their lack of decency and their encouragement of violence that when something like this happens, I'm like, ho-hum. Who's next? This will be interesting. Because nobody's going to get blown up. These aren't really bombs. I mean, some of them are. They were there. They're, they're, uh, I guess they're, they're pipes. But is there any real anything in there? I mean, what, 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 they're, 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 they're attaching like um, digital alarm clocks to these things. And I said earlier, it looks like they're, they're making bombs. It's not like off the Internet. They're watching the Roadrunner cartoons. I mean, it's like you know, three stacks of dynamite and a and a 
and an alarm clock attached to him with the two bells on the side of it. I'm like, okay, what? They go to they, they go to the uh, the the carnival store and buy buy fake bombs. I don't know. That sounds mean when I do that because it gets like, well, no, this is serious. This is like you know, really, like I don't know. I don't. I know it's serious. Okay, I do know that. I mean, I I know this is serious, but. Uh, now, now it's, it, it might turn out to be a point where there, there are going to be people who are complaining about being left out. They're going to be sad because they didn't get a bomb sent to their doorstep. I don't know. Is that going to be the case? I mean, people are going to be like, hey, I got a bomb, too. Everybody's going to be, like, scrambling to, to, to get to, going to be waiting for something, anything. Isn't there an envelope anywhere that's suspicious, please? Can someone please, uh, can't you find anything that looks like a bomb? Can someone leave a backpack outside my office, please, so I could be on the list? Yeah, I don't know. I'm being too flip about this, I'm sure. People are going to be a uh, be mad at me. Jamie Allman, look over, is, is, uh, doesn't care about terrorism. It's like, I do, but I just don't. I just don't get all this. None of it makes sense. And it's like the, it's like the, the the Democrats can't do anything right. Is this another example of that? You know, is this some is this some college student hipster or something doing something like this? Some Antifa guy or uh, doesn't even seem like it would be a. It doesn't even seem like it would be a a right wing guy doing this. I don't know. I guess you could have, I mean, they've been comparing him to the Unabomber, but I don't even think it's really that mysterious. I don't know. It just seems really odd to me. You know, all the, it's like, it's like they couldn't have come up with a list of like the worst people in our society. And, and, and they all got envelopes or, the, or bombs or whatever they were. The, the big the people who have been the loudest mouths when it comes to incivility are getting these bombs. I mean, you know, Hillary Clinton and George Soros and Robert De Niro, who every other day is talking about punching President Trump in the mouth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Bob. Bob. <laughs> Bob is uh, fantastic. He says, um, make sure you order your suspicious package in time for Christmas. I mean, listen to us. We're horrible people, right? We're laughing at this whole thing. I'm not really laughing at it. It's just, it's just getting ridiculous. You know, we're, 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 they're, they're, they're asking us to believe things that are just too uh, too hard to believe. They're asking us to, like, like for instance, we're at, they're, the funniest part is they're asking us to, to actually take seriously uh, Hillary Clinton, when she goes in front of a microphone yesterday and, and, and waxes poetically about how we all need to be uh, civil. But it is a troubling time, isn't it? And it's a time of deep divisions. And we have to do everything we can to bring our country together. Yeah, vote Democrat. 
it, is, is that where we start? Because on October 9th, this is what Hillary was saying to all of us. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. But until then, the only thing that the Republicans seem to recognize and respect is strength. Yeah, right. It's funny how when President Trump is like that with uh, people, he's a big bully and a this and a that. But they allow this witch to wax on with Christian Amanpour unfettered, as she says, that there will be no civility until the House and Senate return to the control of Democrats. I mean, how crass is that? And then we've got to listen to her with her little doe-eyed, downturned mouth tell us how uncivil everything is yesterday. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy world. So we had uh, the uh, CNN decided they were going to go after the president because he, there's not, you realize there's nothing the president can say at all that would appease the info terrorists over there at CNN. There's nothing that he could possibly say. And indeed, there wasn't anything you could possibly say. They still, they still went after him no matter what. But yeah. what leaves me wanting, like Kerry, is you find yourself saying, I just wish he could have said some other things. You know, in the context of, course, of yeah. CNN. I just, I just wish he could have said some other things. Like what? I don't know. Just some other things. I just wish he would put his phone down and stop tweeting. Why? I don't know. It just doesn't seem right to me. Uh... He's a racist. Why? I don't know. I just feel like he is. It's like that that's the level of uh, of of discourse we have now even among the news media. Being targeted here as well in the context of so much animus that he himself has against CNN and other uh, news outlets to make a point about the fact that violence directed toward the news media is unacceptable. I mean a high profile journalist was just murdered in Turkey uh, by the Saudis. Uh, who is working for the Washington Post. We've been talking about this. He's been talking about it for the past two weeks. So now the president is to blame for the Saudis murdering a journalist if they did do that. Okay, gotcha. It's imperative that he says, says that. It, 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 again, I come up wanting, I wish this is a president who could say, look, this is a tough time. We are after each other uh, with very tough things to say about each other and about the direction of the country. But this is different. This is a level of violence that cannot be tolerated. It's attack on all of us, and we have to see it that way. I don't know. If I'm the guy who uh, is a Trump supporter and I was hit by a bike lock by one of the Antifa guys, I'm not quite sure that this is much different what I'm seeing right now. Like, if, if, if you... Let's, let's find the woman who was... Uh, had an egg thrown at her face standing outside a rally for President Trump in San Jose and see whether or not she feels like this is different than what she went through. Let's talk to, well, let's talk to Steve Scalise, who was shot by a left-wing lunatic who was an avid left-winger and who was shouting about Obamacare when he shot Steve Scalise. Let's ask Steve Scalise if this is this is different. I know he chimed in yesterday, I think, but um, 
but 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 uh, to a lot of the people who have been harmed by the left wing attacks and by the left wing news media and by Democrats, how about we uh, talk to um, uh, well, we'll talk to Ted Cruz or Mitch McConnell or something like that, and and ask them whether or not after being yelled at by left-wingers who were encouraged by Maxine Waters, whether this is actually different. Uh, Let's ask Rand Paul, who was viciously, brutally beaten outside of his house by a neighbor who is a left-winger who didn't like the fact that he was a Republican. Let's, Let's ask Rand Paul whether he feels like this is different. Because if you ask a lot of us who've watched all these things happen to these people, somebody getting a envelope that looks like Bugs Bunny put it together it isn't really as bothersome as what we've seen for the past two months, I mean, two years. So uh, pardon me if I really don't necessarily uh, think that a lot of this is different. I mean, by the way, where was everybody a week and a half ago when uh, members of President Trump's inner circle were getting ricin envelopes sent to them? I mean, they had really had ricin in them. I mean, they really did have them in there. They didn't seem to be reporting that much. In fact, yesterday when it was pointed out by somebody that this happened, uh, I was – I forgot all about it. Because I because I it wasn't didn't get hardly any reporting, so I kind of I kind of forgot all about that. Oh yeah, the rice in envelopes. Oh, that wasn't really made a, a big deal. Like yeah, one of them was sent to uh, one of President Trump's uh, daughters-in-law about six months ago. That didn't get a whole lot of attention, did it? I'm thinking, oh yeah, right, okay, yeah. W- by the way, when is Kathy Griffin going to chime in on all this matter? on the need for civility. That's all that's 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 all we need now to kind of complete the uh the joke is for Kathy Griffin to call for more civility. Or Snoop Dogg, "Hey y'all, you need to be more civil." As 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 he hawks his President Trump in the morgue with a toe tag album out there. That that that's that's that that's what we need is 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 somebody like those people to come because because Hillary Clinton calling for civility is kind of the same thing. Yeah, somebody just pointed out about Susan Collins. Yeah, I mean you know um, she got real threats as well, but nobody really paid attention to that. But yeah, I mean uh, we we are we are looking at a situation here where okay uh, I I get it, but I don't I don't see. I, I don't buy this, and part of it is because there's been so many runs at fake news and fake incidents that I don't believe anybody anymore, to tell you the truth. And any any news media that can seriously play a soundbite from Hillary Clinton yesterday calling for more civility just uh, nine days after saying there will be no civility until Democrats win, anybody who reports on what she said yesterday without saying what she said on October 9th, I don't take seriously anymore. They're, they're, they're stretching the levels of our imagination here. 
Like, I, like I'm supposed to believe that this is a caravan, this 7,000-strong caravan, or just a bunch of uh, tired, weepy babies and mommies coming across to live in America and live the American dream when I'm watching Jorge Ramos and I'm watching a video with guys walking past me with scarves over their faces wearing L.A. Clippers jerseys. I'm sorry that none of this seems believable to me. I'm, I'm supposed to believe that, that it, it's not enough that we had some weird woman accusing uh, Kavanaugh of, of beating her up and she's lying to Congress and everything else. And I was like, yeah, but no, but did, but did you hear the one about Kavanaugh uh, organizing a gang rape club? I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, and I, by the way, I'm going to be the nominee for the Democratic Party in 2020. You mean you, the lawyer for the strip the porn yeah right and Ben Kavanaugh he uh he uh yeah he ran a gang rape club at Yale I'm like no uh I don't really believe so they're they're really stretching our level of imagination here and hell if I didn't know any better I'd think De Niro put that damn envelope outside his restaurant himself so I don't know I I'm just I'm not I'm not buying any of this then you had uh Chris Matthews making references to Halloween and, and once again compared President Trump to Hitler. I don't know who – I can't wait. Well, I'm, I, I can wait because I'm not going to be uh, – I'm not going to be listening. But Glenn Beck, is Glenn Beck going to be crying into his microphone today? I finally got to the point where, where we must take a step back and finally just – is the show over? No, I'm just taking a pause. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what Glenn Beck used to do. Sometimes I'd be, I'd have to hit my car radio. Like, is is something wrong with the radio? Oh no, that's just Glenn Beck pausing in between weeps about something. We must return to civility. Wait a minute, weren't you the guy that said that we're all brown shirts and President Trump is Hitler? Yes, I did, but. That was back when I thought Ted Cruz was going to be president of the United States. But now we must return. By the way, I wrote a book. I have a new book out called Return to Civility by Glenn Beck. It's written in uh, – it, but I have a new thing now. I, it's written in a uh, mode in which uh, you uh, use a, like a water eraser and the, and, the, and the letters reveal themselves as you rub over the book page. Like, oh, Glenn, thank you. Really appreciate that. Yeah, when, when is Ben Sass going to chime in? He's, he's next. Or, or, or Jeff Flake, uh, who, who, will, who will probably, uh, you know, ultimately blame this on, on Lindsey Graham. But anyway, here's uh, Chris Matthews. He's going crazy over the thing invoking Halloween. Everyone assumes that I love politics, the contest of it, the personal drama, the real tests of character, of courage that politics often demands. But there's one part of politics that I truly detest. It would be the, what, uh, clock bomb part of politics there, Chris? Is that that what you truly detest? You you detest the uh, Roadrunner, Bugs Bunny-style Acme pipe bombs that are being sent to people? Let Let me guess. It's the corrupting, corrosive, humanly destructive conceit 
that the ends justify the means. Oh, okay. Huh. Because as far as I know, that's all I've been hearing from the left is that the ends justify the means. That's all I've been hearing from the left. In fact, I think I heard on October 9th Hillary Clinton saying that uh, that she can't be civil until the House and Senate are taken over by the by the Democrats. You want, you want to play it again? Yeah. Consent on nominations. That you cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. Yeah, that sounds like extortion to me. That that the uh, the wicked witch of the West will uh, not bring all of her flying monkeys back until the House and Senate are are taken over by Democrats. That sounds like what that sounds like what the wicked witch of the West is saying right there. There will be no civility. I, I will I will I will not call call back my flying monkeys until the House and Senate are taken over by the Democrats. And by the way, uh, the ends justify the means. Did you hear Maxine Waters talking about confronting people at gasoline stations and restaurants? You remember that whole thing, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, and, and, and that to me was her when she's confronted by it saying, hey, listen, we can't, we can't, we can't dr- dial this back now. We lost an election and they're dismantling and unraveling everything our fearless first black president ever did. And so now everything is defensible. I mean, it's kind of like why the news media refuses to cover, uh, barely cover the, the ricin envelope sent to President Trump's cabinet. In fact, yesterday I was kind of shocked myself when somebody mentioned that. I'm going, oh, I forgot all about that. Well, of course you did because nobody cared because it was Republicans getting the, the, uh, the envelopes from terrorists or whatever they happen to be. Or, you know, again, uh, Rand Paul getting his ribs broken. Oh, well, you know, he probably deserved it. Steve Scalise, I mean, the the news media and the rest of the people were dragged kicking and screaming into having having to cover this shooting. Oh, let's see. What can we do? I know. We'll just blame guns. Okay, perfect. Blame guns. Now, uh, when when an entire load of Republicans were shot at by a left-wing loon from Belleville, thanks for representing it, by the way, dude. From Belleville, uh, it was it was all about gun control. Maybe the, the the shooting of Republicans playing baseball is now raising the specter of what are we going to do about guns? I'm going. Um, so you don't care about the fact that he, this is a politically motivated assassination attempt? No. We must talk about guns and gun violence. This, this reminds us how guns are uh, being abused and are the scourge of the country. It's like, no, that was like an assassin. That was like a third world assassin. No. It's all about guns. Was this a long rifle or is this a bump stock rifle? Uh, no. Can we talk about the fact that this was a political hit job? No. Not at all. We can't do that. We must talk about guns. Uh, how much ammunition did he have in his van? Maybe we should uh, reduce the amount of ammunition you could carry in your old old man liberal van, your Bernie Sanders, your Bernie mobile. I mean, but that's that's what they 
They didn't cover that as any kind of uh, end of civility. They didn't cover that as any kind of, uh, well, maybe we ought to think about what we're saying in the wake of President Trump's election. They're like, no, uh, President Trump is the one who's causing all these problems. I told you they'd do this. It wasn't very hard to figure out, by the way. Anyway, let's let Chris continue his uh, minute 42 seconds of uh, genius. Which brings me to Donald Trump and what happened today. Okay. (laughs) You mean the the two things having nothing to do with each other that you can actually prove and that we actually know or that any authority is talking about? But you knew that they were going to end up blaming President Trump for all this. And nothing that President Trump was going to say was going to be was was going to be sufficient, and and you knew that they wouldn't mention that Hillary Clinton is the one who talked about how there will be no peace. She she did the whole no peace no justice approach to electoral politics here, where she said there will be no civility until Democrats take over the House and Senate. That witch said that on October 9th. So pardon me if I'm watching her doe-eyed staring at the ceiling like she usually does with her downturned creases in her mouth talk about how uncivil everything is. It was October 9th. It wasn't like it was 1987. It was October 9th, 2018 when Hillary said that about there will be no civility until Democrats take over the House and Senate. So pardon me if yesterday... I, I'm, I'm not buying what Scarfneck is selling me right now. Sorry, just not buying it. And it's the same thing I'm not buying about your Kavanaugh gang rape club story. I'm sorry, I'm not buying your, your migrant, poor, downtrodden, give me your tired, hungry, poor people wearing scarves around their faces with L.A. Clippers jerseys on. Sorry, I'm not buying it. But... Anyway, back to Chris Matthews, because he still has uh, a minute and 21 seconds of genius to run by. Say there is no connection between what Trump has said about Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Eric Holder, John Brennan. And, 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 and by the way, he just named four people who have called President Trump basically a traitor, who have told the public that President Trump is a danger to society and a danger to our world. Brennan being the worst of them. Brennan has all but accused President Trump on TV of being a traitor to the country. And, and, and And we've got to sit there and feel sorry for these people. I'm sorry. I, I just, uh, I'm trying to, I don't. I don't want anybody hurt, obviously, but, you know, the fact that they got some Bugs Bunny bomb sent to them doesn't, isn't, I'm sorry, isn't moving the needle for me. And CNN and the thinking of the person. Oh, and CNN, too. CNN, every single day, has someone calling President Trump a racist or a xenophobe or a Nazi or a a threat to the country. I mean, you name it, CNN, when it's on the air, has someone on there calling the president Trump, calling President Trump a, a, a danger to society. Who sent those pipe bombs is foolhardy. 
We're about to mark Halloween. And one of our great traditions it is because it's all about saying boo, of giving someone a little fright so they can enjoy the moment of relief that follows the realization it wasn't real. Sending pipe bombs isn't saying boo. It's political terrorism. Yeah, uh, calling somebody a traitor isn't saying boo either. And saying that people should confront people in restaurants and at gasoline stations isn't saying boo either. And telling the world that there will be no civility in the United States until Democrats are in charge isn't saying boo either. I'm just saying that if we're going to talk about Halloween and I love how Chris Matthews is explaining Halloween to us. See, generally, it's like like he's ever been home on Halloween. You guys never probably been any part of Halloween his his whole life. Now, here's how Halloween works. You see, you go to it say boo and you carve pumpkins on Halloween. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Now, I'll, I'll, I just got off my spaceship and needed a briefing on uh, American Halloween traditions. Thank you. <laughs> saying that people are evil isn't saying you disagree with them. It's saying we would be better off without them. Yeah, okay. That's exactly what you say every day about President Trump. What, what world are we living in, you people? I mean, come on. We're having to sit here and listen to these people with a straight face talk about how uh, saying people are evil is not. It's like you say Trump is evil every day, dude. In fact, I think you're about to compare him to a Nazi again. How many times has President Trump been compared to Hitler? And remember, there even people have talked about how you know, if they could go back in time, they would have, they would kill Hitler. It's like, yeah, um, to prevent to to prevent what he did from happening to the world. And when you compare President Trump to Hitler and his followers to brown shirts, the way Glenn Beck, the way Hillary, the way Barack Obama, the way Chris Matthews, name anybody, name anybody on the left, and and and. Well, not everybody on the left. I'm talking about people of prominence on the left. And the chances are pretty good that they at one point in their public lives declared President Trump as just like being like Hitler, who was evil, by the way. And so I got to listen to Chris Matthews lecture me on, you know, calling someone evil is not right. Unless it's President Trump, then you can call him evil because he's a Republican and we lost in 2016. That's what we're going to ha- that's what we have to sit here and watch these people do this. We're going to sit here and watch Hillary Clinton yesterday have a have a have a news conference about the the need to return to civility 9 days after she talked about how there would be no civility without Democrats and Republicans in charge. I mean, come on. What are we why are we supposed to what are you asking us to believe? You're stretching our levels of imagination here, people. And yeah, I, I hope they find the person who's doing this and 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 I I hope this these people are punished. It's not it's not right. But it's it's no more wrong than what everybody else has been doing for the past two years. How can you say that sending a pipe bomb or uh, that is that it, that is made from the Warner Brothers bomb making factory? How can you say that sending a Bugs Bunny Roadrunner bomb to somebody's house is worse than Maxine Waters ordering people to attack their fellow Americans 
out and about at grocery stores and restaurants and gasoline stations. How could you say that actually that's worse? And again, I'm not trying to, to, to reach some moral equivalence like, oh, if you say that, then you deserve to have a pipe bomb or a bomb sent to you. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But, but it's hard for me to buy into this world is coming apart when, when I'm listening to the people talking about the world coming apart who have dismantled the world because they lost an election. So how is it that some envelope – uh, sent from central casting uh, from the prop room there at MGM Studios is worse than Hillary Clinton saying there will be no civility until Democrats take over the House and Senate. I, I'm supposed to believe that a an envelope with a, look, I'm a bomb peeking out of it, is worse than Hillary Clinton declaring that there will be no peace until Democrats take over the House and Senate? You think, that's, you think that envelope is worse than what came out of her mouth on October 9th? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't buy it. I, I think everything is on the same level, and it's horrible. But unfortunately, yesterday, we heard that, no, none of that other stuff is horrible, but this is. It's like, okay. You mean it's not horrible to... to falsely accuse somebody of being a uh, a gang rape barker at a gang rape carnival? I mean, that's that's terrible what they did to Kavanaugh. But it's like, oh, no, but yeah, but that envelope with the with the um, with the LED clock attached to it, with the alarm clock attached to it is that's terrible. It's like, yeah, that is terrible. But what's happened over the past two years is pretty damn terrible, too. I'm just saying, I mean, I, I, you know, yesterday all of us were supposed to hop to and say, oh, man, things are pretty uncivil now. It's like, no, they've been uncivil for a long time. But the only time the Democrats and the news media and people on the left really care is when it's their asses in a sling. You could sit there and, 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 and somebody could chop you in seven pieces right in front of their eyes. And because you're a Republican, they're not going to give a flying F. They don't care at all. They'll, they'll figure out some way that you deserved it. I think somebody even, one of the bombs even had, a, or the things even had a, uh, like a little ISIS cartoon thing on. I don't know. None of this stuff makes any sense. And plus, it, it, and when, when for the past two years, most of what you're doing is lying about things. Now suddenly I'm supposed to believe that all this is all just to add water and it's, a, it's the Unabomber all of a sudden. It's like, no, nah, I don't. I don't think so. But again, I'll go ahead with you on how terrible all this is, and it would be easier for me to go with you on how terrible this all is if you had just said the other stuff that has gone on for the past two years is terrible too. But you can't do it. You won't do it. You, you, and, you, and you barely did it when Republicans came under gunfire from a Bernie bro. And even and even then, you turned it into a gun control issue and not a political uh, incivility issue. Well, some of you did, but you know that's. But but still, I mean, I, so stop asking me to buy into your drama here when you haven't cared a whit about anything else that has happened. Maxine Waters has a permanent hall pass for the for the vomit coming out of her mouth. 
When, when has anybody ever called her out on this? Or when have we ever had a navel-gazing, cross-right-on-the-floor discussion like they're doing now about incivility? I mean, October 9th, people, Hillary Clinton said there will be no civility until Democrats take over the House and Senate. And not one news organization, not one person ever said, wow, uh, let's sit down and do a, a story or a nine-member panel on on incivility after she just said that. No, she, she said it because she lost an election, so that's okay. She can – we understand. She's, we, we feel her pain. Anyway, Chris has uh, – Another 50 seconds. We need to make sure he gets all of it, right? The means don't justify the, the ends. If the means are stirring up attempted pipe bombings of the people, you're demeaning. Trump whips these crowds up into a frenzy, and then he acts like that should be completely divorced from the reality of bombs being sent to news organizations and his political enemies. Yeah, well, the same can be said for everything that's come out of the mouths of every leading Democrat for the past two years. And, and you know, even then... When, when these Republicans were shot uh, on the baseball field, I was more or less thinking, okay, well, this guy's a nut, and it would be wrong to simply say that uh, that that the language coming from the left is what causes, because everybody's kind of responsible for their own actions. And the reality is, too, eventually, when you do call people Nazis in brown shirts, things like this do happen, and, and they do incentivize people. To act. I mean, uh, these people who yell and scream at Mitch McConnell or will hit people with bike locks honestly do believe that their righteousness allows them to pull this kind of crap. So this is no different. And, and, and by the way, President Trump whipping people into a frenzy against the news media that continues to, to, uh, to be a vehicle for any blathering witch like Maxine Waters or Hillary Clinton out there, uh, and every per every Brennan Trump's a traitor guy out there. Uh, yeah, it's no wonder people are angry at the media, and and it doesn't take President Trump to get people angry at the media. All you have to do is switch on a CNN channel every once in a while, and and it'll boil your blood. So. They spent all day. I think what's happened here, what Trump has exacerbated, is this really alarming trend in American society and politics where if I disagree with you politically, you are a bad person. Okay. Hillary Clinton did that on the 9th of October, and whoever this Skippy is didn't go on a panel saying the very same thing. And again, do I need to play it for you again? Because this is the soundbite. And unfortunately, the, 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 the sound level is kind of compromised. Uh, but but this is this is this is a woman who ran for president of the United States. Okay, I'm just telling you. Let me see. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I had her muted. Hang on. Recognize and receive. If we are fortunate enough to win back the House and/or the Senate, that's when civil. Okay, hold on. Let me just let me play it back here. Hold on. Sorry. She's talking about the Kavanaugh things. October 9th, Okay. Senate ethics and the constitutional responsibility of. Uh, the Senate to advise and consent on nominations, that you cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. Okay. So let me go back to Skippy here 
who didn't say this when Hillary said that. There's this really alarming trend in American society and politics where if I disagree with you politically, okay. you are a bad person. Well, you're not just on the other side of the issue. You're a horrible human being and you should be denied. You mean, you mean deplorable, buddy? I'm sorry, you, I, know, I know you're grasping for a word and you, and you didn't want to use the word deplorable because that's what your queen called all of us prior to the election of 2016. But no, but these people have not raised one issue with Hillary Clinton and her comportment and what she has said. And so pardon us if sometimes we just have not gotten to the point of full-on panic or whatever else. I mean, I, I'm sorry that we're not kind of on board with the, with the mass freakout here. Uh, and again... Do I care that people are? Uh, do I care that people are are getting terroristic threats to them? Of course I do, but I don't care about that any uh, any more than I care about Maxine Waters ordering terrorists out to restaurants and gasoline stations. And again, I I, I will. Uh, just tell you that getting an egg in the face, or a uh, which this woman did in San, San Jose, or getting a bike lock over your head by an Antifa guy, or being having ribs broken while you're mowing your lawn like Rand Paul did, or having bullets flying at you while you're playing baseball like Steve Scalise did, or having dinner with your wife and getting yelled at in a restaurant like Mitch McConnell did. Pardon me, but unless you react. Uh, strongly against those things, I'm not going to buy into your reaction to a Bugs Bunny bomb being sent to Robert De Niro's restaurant or to Hillary Clinton's house or whatever it happens to be. Uh, these, these, are, these are people who have actually been the most vocally uncivil people in our society. I don't believe they deserve to have terrorist threats made to them because of that. But pardon me if I don't join into the mass face fanning and eyelash fluttering that's going on in the wake of what happened yesterday. Because I, I and, I, and I'll, I'll even take it to recent history. I don't recall any of you being cray, not you, meaning you, but. I'm talking to Chris Matthews like he's standing in front of me. I, I don't recall any of you raising any hell at all about the ricin envelope sent to, like, for instance, uh, General Mattis. In fact, it, 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 in fact, that was so underreported that I actually forgot about it. In fact, I didn't even—I don't even think I mentioned it. I think I might have been in uh, New York at the time, but still, I don't think I even even talked about it because it was like, okay. I mean, I guess I could have turned it around and said, oh, see, here we go. But I really – I didn't do that. I, and, and when President Trump's daughter-in-law or then-daughter-in-law received uh, some ricin-laced envelope to, to, to in New York about six months ago, that basically didn't get any reporting at all. So again, I'm not going to – I'm not joining your little pity party here because you guys haven't – you guys haven't said squat up until now. Suddenly, 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 all this is an emergency when, when we've got a we've got a bomb made uh, with a recipe that they saw on the Roadrunner cartoon. Suddenly, you all think this is like this is an emergency. 
It's like, yeah, it kind of is, but so has everything else been, been a problem too. Then CNN and Brian Stelter and uh, Cuomo, they're not. They're also accusing, for instance, uh, they're, they're, that the uh, uh, the the conservative media are part of this. Listen to this. Uh, there's no need, there's no reason to assume motives, to assume anything at this point. But we do know what all of these targets have in common. These are all targets uh, that have been criticized mercilessly by right-wing outlets, uh, by fringe groups on the Internet, and, and by some right-wing commentators. And already there's this awful rush to try to claim it's a false flag operation. Figures like Rush Limbaugh, who have a lot of power, who have a lot of influence, who have a lot of fans, are out there saying awful things. Uh, but we don't really know whether or not this is a false flag. We don't know who's responsible for this. We have no real insight into who's doing this and why. So so saying that this is a right-wing unibomber is as factless as saying it's Nancy Pelosi's grandson. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, you can't, we can't prove exactly what's been going on here. Because we, we don't we don't know what's been going on. All I know is that ultimately, when we get, reach the point of incivility, uh, we we far we reached that point far before yesterday. And uh, and I guess let's see what who is this here? Hold on a second here. Um, Nikki says he keeps seeing the same thing over and over again. No, I've been playing a lot of different sound bites from a lot of different sources here, and and basically touting the same theme. And I have a lot of people who just join the show, and the pattern of the show is a lot of people come on and leave and do all that kind of thing. And so I think that uh, you can give me a, a break here. This is, this is big news, and I'm trying to cover as much ground as possible. I'm going to have Sonny Wilson in here in about five minutes, and we're going to switch gears completely uh, when it comes to local politics. So, Nikki, I'm sorry, but I, I don't agree that uh, that the show is just repeating itself. I've been saying some of the same things over and over because I think they're worth repeating, but also, though, playing all kinds of different sound bites for you and, and from, from different news outlets. So I think your uh, criticism is over the top, but uh, it's uh, your opinion, so you can fly with it, whatever you want to do. But this is this kind of stuff is important here because you're not hearing this anywhere else in terms of putting it all together and connecting all the dots and also doing the kind of media criticism that I think we need to do. And now it's gotten to the level where Brian and these guys are now claiming that it's the conservative news media that actually is egging this all on. These people, like Brian and those guys, act as if uh, someone like uh, – someone like um, – Maxine Waters is just being criticized for no reason. Like she, like like he said, she's a target of right wing media. Well, she asked people to go out and attack people as they're going about their merry way in life. Uh, so it, it it's it's not like it's they're they're acting like this is kind of out of the blue. The criticism of Maxine Waters when that's pretty serious business. There aren't many politicians who've actually gotten away with ordering their people to go out and confront people in the streets. So that's just not Rush Limbaugh attacking Maxine Waters just because. 
it's 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 Maxine Waters who said something that and, and she needs to be held accountable for it. Now, does she need to have a pipe bomb sent to her house or wherever her office? Hell no. We I, I, I don't I definitely don't agree with that. But it's not as if this criticism just came out of nowhere. This is this is like this is this is real stuff. Sonny Wilson is going to be joining us. Sonny's been a real trooper when it comes to local Republican politics around the state. And just talked to him the other day. He was uh, actually after he had his picture taken with uh, Josh Hawley. And listen, we were as critical of Josh as you could be when it came to the uh, to the primary and when it came to what was going on and. The way the state party comported itself in terms of the run-up to that uh, primary, uh, because but but then there he is supporting Josh Hawley because that's what we're doing. We once the primary is over and the winner's been declared, we're we're rocking and rolling. This isn't a, a game, and uh, good for Sonny. So anyway, he's going to come in. We're going to talk about. Uh, the auditor's race, which is an interesting one, because uh, Nicole Galloway, who's the only statewide Democrat office holder, I guess it's been a foregone conclusion she's going to keep that seat because she's a mini Claire, but I don't think that's really necessarily the case. So Sonny's going to come in and talk to us about all of that stuff. In the meantime, I want to turn you on to Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. 855-QUOTE-ME is where you're going to be able to find Matthew, and he's going to have low premiums and low deductibles all at the same time. And that's unusual in this business, and at least in the insurance business, because, uh, oh, Jim, thank you, buddy. That's, uh, that's Vance Joy. He's great. He comes to St. Louis every once in a while. You know, check him out sometime. He's uh, fantastic. Anyway... The insurance industry usually will recover a lot of its uh, money by ordering up high deductibles for you. So you get low premiums, but um, your deductible is really high. So when you make a claim, they don't have to pay you that much. That's how, that's how it works. Uh, but that's, that's, that's how that, that, that works. And, and so you... Uh, with Matthew, you get an unusual mix of the low premiums, low deductibles all at the same time on your auto and home. He also has a life insurance policy. He did that, too. And it was uh, really been great working with him. Also great to have, you know, an insurance agent where you have a cell phone number and you can pop in any time and call him anytime you need him. He's come to the rescue for me sometimes when I don't have my insurance card and I'm pulled over by the police. Or at the driver's license bureau, I'm going, dude, I can't where my card is. And boom, I get a text like instantly. One time I was, I asked him, I was at the DMV and I had to get my insurance card. Couldn't find it. I do, he do, he does give me insurance cards. I just don't know where they go. It's like that other sock. They just kind of, the hell is that? Let go. My other shoe. I always seem to lose another shoe somewhere. Never find it. It's in my car. It's like, like, I have one shoe here. Where the hell is the other shoe? I don't know. And then that's how I uh, am with my insurance card. So one time I was at the DMV, and I uh, 
I asked him, I said, dude, I can't, I don't have my card. How soon can you uh, get me a copy of my insurance card? And the next, the next text I got from him was this soon. And there was my insurance card. So that's the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Promise, 855-QUOTE-ME. And he's a great guy and an avid listener to the show, so I really appreciate him very much. Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. Also, thank you to uh, Dr. Eric Naputi, NaputiWellness.com. Eric is a guy who is way on top of the game when it comes to handling your illnesses and afflictions without throwing pills at you. And getting you addicted to painkillers, that kind of thing. It's pretty uh, pretty amazing what he does. If you have ADD, ADHD, PTSD, hell, you name it. Back pain, migraine headaches, he's got all the answers for you. And it comes by getting to the core of the problem. That's the, that's the deal. you got to get to the core of the problem. So that's, that's kind of, folks, how it goes, you know, when it comes to my uh, advertising, that kind of thing. Uh, I know that I know that uh, some of you are like I hear the same thing over and over. Well, you're not you're not hearing. I'm not breaking for ten minutes either. I hope you know. Just so you know, you're getting full service from me. So maybe that's why it seems like I talk too much <laughs> because uh, I don't have a format anymore that stops me from talking. And so I'm covering everybody. Back in the back in the old days, you go through one segment and then uh, if people because. The, the way people listen to radio these days and the way people listen to uh, and consume radio, and I've been in the business for a long time now, 17 years I was on radio. There are people, there are people I'd run into who, um, yeah, I listen to your show all the time. I go, when? From 7.05 to 7.10, uh, to, to 7.20. Oh. And, and they love the show, and they, they dig the show, and they love the show, and, and they listen for 10 minutes because that's all they have time for because they're, they're commuting. So in, in, in my business, in this kind of radio uh, business, uh, you have to hit all the bases. And sometimes it is going to be at the risk of repeating yourself sometimes, but you, you have to be able to hit everybody at some point, especially on an important matter like this. Some days I might talk about something at 6.30, and I'll never talk about it the rest of the morning. So it just depends. On a flowing, kind of growing story like this, you uh, you tend to kind of do kind of hit a lot of common themes. Like I played, I must have played that Hillary Clinton, there will be no civility until Democrats win. I must have played that sound by 10 times so far. But that's important. And, and I guarantee you, you talk to a 1,000 people, there will be 998 of them who only heard it once. That's just how the that's how the business is, you know. I love the format too because I can have people in here and 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 and, and uh, or people on. I can talk to Jim Talon for a half hour, covering all the. I can talk to Jim Carafano for a half hour. The only person I can't talk to for a half hour are people like Judge Napolitano. Like I got seven minutes. That's it. Okay, whatever, whatever it is, buddy. But yeah, we uh, so it's 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 it's. I love this uh, format. See, I can I can I don't have to take a break. I just have some music and talk about people who support the show, and then I can I can order up some sunny, sunny side up. Bring me the head of Sonny Wilson. <laughs> Come on in, brother. How you doing, man? 
Good to see you, man. Always, always good. How's it going? Welcome to the show, my friend. I uh, touched base with Sonny because I uh, saw him the other day on... uh, I saw him on Fa- I think it was Facebook, right? Was it? Yeah. Uh, with and a picture of Josh Hawley, and I, I said, "Dude, you're the best," because between uh, between Sonny and me and some of the other folks out there, we we couldn't have been critical more critical of right. Josh Hawley during the primary season because we had some of our people who we happened to like. We we were we thought maybe Josh wasn't doing enough, and then the state party got involved too heavily. But there right. Sonny was right next to Josh Hawley because when it comes time to declare what's important here, we know what's important. That is for it's the party. Is absolutely is a Republican yeah. party to take over that that seat. So uh, you know, and show. Josh is actually looking better now. You know, I do. I, I really do. I feel that he actually can win at this time. Yeah, you know. I, you know. I was good, glad to see him, for instance, on uh, Fox News a lot more, mm-hmm. and he's he's a higher profile. Yes, and the race is getting a lot of national attention now. Because Claire, I tell you what, she made a big blunder, you know, with that, you know, investigative reporters when they did the recording, you know, her yeah. making some of those statements, right. which I was really surprised because she's a seasoned, you know, politician. But uh, yeah, that's going to come come back to bite her. Yeah, I think what happens is, and I think what has happened is that these folks uh, on the Democrat side have gotten very, very, uh, in some cases, even overconfident so that they're making a lot of mistakes that come from being insulated. Uh, Oftentimes, the lack of criticism of anything they do has not actually been good for them because they're now just acting like nobody's watching. Right. They're they're taking everything, you know, know, like we were talking about, you said earlier about the state auditor. Yeah. You know, same thing. You know, Sandra... No one gave her a chance, right? You know, because you know Paul Kurtman. You know he's he's been around. Yeah, yeah. Got a great name. You know, right? Uh, Washington. You know, same thing. You know, with a lot of money. Here comes Sandra. You know, and uh, she's really doing really well. Yeah. She's, and that girl, you know, I gave her a nickname. You know, <laughs> early in the in the in this in the primary, I called her the Energizer Bunny, and because uh, that girl just goes goes goes. You know, she's got two sets of twins and a single, all underneath the age of six. Right. And is she, is she former military? She is, uh, I think, Air Force. Oh, Air Force. That's right. Air, and her husband is too. Correct. I thought. I'm, I'm not so. I, I thought I, both I, of them were somehow in the middle. But I remember having her in the studio here, and I actually didn't know uh, how formidable a candidate she was at the time. Uh, I thought Paul, be, because of his statewide recognition, right. I thought he was going to do a lot better than he did. Uh, and yet, sure. but but actually, kind of wound up almost perfectly now. Because you have uh, – and, and you, we don't play a lot of gender politics in our circles. But but yeah. it is true that you have a woman. And a, against a woman. Oh, it, against it comes a woman out, here. Because this is the year for the woman. You know, Because if you look at it, it, it's very tough to go against a woman. Yeah. It really is. Right. It is – that's true. And and especially in, in this atmosphere where everybody's looking for some way to make you – turn you into a sexist or whatever. And, right. uh, and so that, that presents some problems. Uh, and Nicole Galloway, you know, here's the thing that's really important about this race, because if I'm Nicole Galloway, I'm looking at the fortunes of a Claire McCaskill and thinking, uh-oh, because Nicole, who I've had on the show before on mm-hmm. my TV show and everything else and is a nice person, uh, Nicole is kind of the uh, the Claire McCaskill heir apparent. It just so happens that Claire was actually a state auditor, too. Yes. And so they were they've been grooming Nicole Galloway to kind of take over that. 
that position in the And this Democratic is her Party. first election, too. Right. She was appointed. Right, exactly. Uh, right after Tom Schweik passed away. Right. So, uh, so this is an important one. But there are also some issues tied to the auditor's re- – uh, actually, the auditor's job. When you look at, for instance, Clean Missouri. Yes. That's the that's – the- that's the thing we really need to stop. And that's why I told a lot of time, you know, I told the party that if they don't get behind her, you know, she's our last hope to really stop Clean Missouri. Yeah. Amendment one, because that's going to redraw all the district lines. And, you know, that's 10 years. Then you have, you think about that, then once those races are, are set in place, you have another 10 years. So you have 20 years of probably Democrats holding offices that, that we're going to have to try to defeat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and unfortunately, and uh, we're talking with Sonny Wilson. And Sonny, are you still technically, are you, you're with Sandra's campaign right now, but are you, you, but you're not, you were with the state party, but you left the actual state party, correct? I, I left. I resigned when, okay. uh, when they yeah. eliminated Rule I rem- 11. Right. Yeah. right yeah, I, <laughs> I remember that. So I, I just want to make sure I didn't know what he I'm not with Sandra's back. campaign. Okay. I'm with. Uh, I work for the PAC. Okay. The, okay. I'm the vice president of a PAC, uh, Protect America First. Okay, perfect. Perfect. And yeah. the, the founder of that is Sheriff Joe. Oh, yeah. Ohio. Uh-huh. Yeah. So who's so coming happens. here Saturday? Okay, so tell me – well, first of all, let me let me go back real quickly, and then, I'll, then I want you to tell me about this event coming up Saturday. Uh, the the Clean Missouri Amendment 1, unfortunately – and I'm not, I'm not giving up yet, but unfortunately – because of the mix and because of the conspiracy uh, involving even some Republicans to push this thing through, there's a strong possibility it'll pass. And, and so the only – and when Sonny says the only stoppage of, what, of the worst part of Clean Missouri – uh, will depend on the state auditor's office because the demographer – who is putting together the, right. the new census and the districts and everything else is going to be in the auditor's office for some reason. But there is a, there is a reason why. Yeah, right, like exactly. you said, the only statewide held office by a Democrat is right. the auditor. Exactly. So that's just, just what we suspect. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, so, and so the only way to kind of get in the way of uh, the Clean Missouri Act, which let's just pretend it's a foregone conclusion it's going to pass is to make sure that we, there's a Republican in the auditor's office to make right. sure there aren't any shenanigans. Right. You know, and, and Sandra actually said she was actually going to reach out to a Democrat, actually bring on the board to redraw it, to try to make it as fair as possible. Right, right. But I'm hoping actually legislation in the, in the House will actually stop it yeah. if it does pass. Yeah, and, and we'll see, but, but I guess it, 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 we can't really depend on that happening. Right. Uh, so, all right, so this Saturday, what's happening? So this Saturday, uh, we're going to have Sheriff Joe out, and we're going to do a fundraiser for uh, Sandra. Uh, we're trying to raise as much money as possible for her. And, uh, you know, Sheriff Joe has been amazing. He came out and endorsed her, oh, about a month ago. Right. Because we're at the Eagle Forum, and he got a chance to meet her. And he goes, I love this girl. She's great. You know, yeah. she's a fighter. Right. So, right. so we should be able to do, uh, raise some funds for her, try to do as much as possible for her. So where's it going to be, and how can we get involved? Oh, actually, it's uh, I tell you what, if you go on Facebook, uh, you go to uh, Protect America First, you'll find all the information out there, uh, how to donate. If uh, The thing is this, that donate the money to the PAC, and the PAC is going to do some, uh, some things for her. Right. So we're not, we're not coordinating with Sandra, because right. we, we can't do that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like I said, it'll be at, uh, from 6 into 8 at, uh, no, shoot, I always forget how to say that place, uh, Nelopano's. Down oh. in Clayton. Oh, uh, Napoli. Napoli. Cafe Napoli. Napoli? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. So wow. we, are, we got a lot of people coming out. So yeah. come join us. I nice. mean, Sheriff Joe, he's going to come. We're uh, going to have some of the pink boxers out there, too. 
Uh, he's going to sign those because if anybody doesn't know, Sheriff Joe is known about his ten cities, right? right. And uh, the pink boxers because uh, the the prison you know inmates were actually stealing the underwear for whatever <laughs> reason. Why would you want those? Unbelievable. But, but uh, so he says, you know what? What's dying pink? You know they're not going to want them. So right on. He was known for it. You know, Cafe Napoli is cool because uh, it's. It, I wouldn't. I, I don't want to advertise this because I don't want anything to happen to Cafe Napoli because it's. But but but. Uh, there are some of the good guys over there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, so when you, know. you go there, you never know who you're going to meet. Right, exactly. You know? It's a pretty happening place. It's a, it's a good place. So last time I was there, I think it was uh, with Nicole Jenkins and uh, George Nori. Right. We were having dinner. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. George Those is a nice two. guy. I can just imagine Nicole and George together. <laughs> Lord <laughs> have mercy. And people don't know Nicole. She, she's a riot. <laughs> oh, I know. She's, <laughs> she's a spinner. <laughs> Love her. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's great. So uh, when it comes to what's happening out there now mm-hmm. uh, from 6 to 8, so when it comes to what's happening out there now and with, with these uh, Bugs Bunny bombs we're seeing out there, uh, what's your take on, on, on all this? What are you, what are you thinking? You know, I mean, it, 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 you never know about the environment right now. Yeah. You know, everybody's – there's there's crazies out there. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's always those times in the, in the political season, you know, wherever, you know, we have some fanatics out there that just uh, try to do some stuff, pull yeah. some things. Yeah. You know, they try to intimidate, scare. Yeah, I tried to say earlier that, uh, you know, I, I'm concerned about what happened, obviously, uh, because I don't believe that anybody ought to be uh, facing terroristic threats. I mean, it's 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 a – it's a terrible thing to do to anybody, and, and right. no one, no act on the part of any politician or celebrity uh, deserves a terroristic threat. I'm not right. saying that, but it's kind of weird how suddenly everybody is recognizing a level of incivility here mm-hmm. because it's it's their kind of butts being burned here. But right. but but we've put up with it on the conservative side oh, for yeah. the last two years. Oh yeah. It's been heated. You know, if you you know if you say you're for Trump, wear a Trump uh, hat, you know, America first, uh, you know, you you get attacked. You yeah. Do. Right. I mean you've we've seen it on on the news. People being punched in the face, hats, you know, ripped off. Oh right. You know. And you don't really see the other side speaking up about it. Now it's on their end. It's like, oh, it's you know, right, right, I, I, yeah. And I, I'm I'm really concerned about it. But but again, I I want to be as concerned as everybody else. Uh, but but I can't be because we put up with all these lies. All you know, uh, the Brett Kavanaugh's a gang rapist guy. I mean, I, I'm just I'm, I'm tired. I, I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not going to join your party right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in terms of in terms of how this is going, and I'll wait to see who actually is who's actually perpetrating this because because uh, this this doesn't seem right on on any level. So, tell me about Protect America First. So, how did we get involved in that? Well, Protect America First. So, we formed that pack because uh, after our primary, uh, Cortland Sykes asked me to come down to Arizona to help out Sheriff Joe on his campaign because he was running for Senate. Yeah, it was a tough primary for him too. Oh yeah. He got in it late. A lot of endorsements actually went to uh, the other opponent. So, uh, so I came down, spent some time with them, and uh, we started brainstorming. Because, you know, after the loss, kind of said, you know, Sheriff, what's next for you? Right. Because his mission isn't done. He's 86, he's 86 years old. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. You know. But, I didn't know that. You know. No, no, 76. 76. Excuse me. Yeah. Well, 76. Still, 76. I mean, he's, yeah. Now, that, was the, that yeah. was the one race, though, that, uh, that President Trump. Uh, actually didn't get involved in. Right? That is right. He stayed out of it because the fact that him and Sheriff Joe are really good friends. Right. And they try to get him to come out and endorse, you know, one of the other candidates, you know, the, the chosen one, uh, kind of like what they did here in, in the state of Missouri. And, you know, he just wouldn't do it. 
you know, because those two do get along very well. Because anytime right. that Trump does come to Arizona, Sheriff Joe usually is the one to introduce him. Right. Except this last time, they, they had a private meeting, one-on-one, which was nice. No staffers, no nothing. 30 minutes, this, them two just talking it out. Just being yeah. friends. Right, right. You know, which is kind of nice. Very special relationship those two have. Well, and it looks like at this point, it's McSally, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like she's going she's gonna to pull this out, though, correct? I, 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 same thing that happened here, you know, right. with, with Claire. You know, a couple good blunders, you know, and right. it, it can change the other way. Yeah. You know, October right. surprises. Yeah, no doubt. And so uh, when when you look at the landscape for uh, – and I, 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 have you guys talked yet about – 2020. And, we have. Oh, you have? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're already starting, you know, right now, you know, we're starting to, you know, set in our roots right now because the races are almost at the end. Yeah. But yeah. we're really looking at the 2020 race, what we could do. So we're carrying across the agenda of President Trump on the PAC side. Uh, that's why we call it Protect America First. So we're going to start raising all the money we possibly can uh, to help candidates in the next race and President Trump to make sure our agenda gets, you know, across the line. Right, right. And I, I kind of like that operation too from a standpoint of uh of maybe instead of supporting individual people uh and leave it maybe up to some folks like Sonny and the rest of the gang there because they really you'd really do vet the people you wind you up supporting or wind up getting behind correct right because you know we you know they say the dark money I yeah mean, you know that's what a pack is you know I'm, i don't see myself as a dark money we're actually carrying across an agenda to help the american people to get their voice out there because uh, we take the money in we find the good candidates we make sure they're they're qualified make sure they they stand for what we look for as a conservative movement and uh, that's what we do right you know as a pack i can donate money to the candidate or i also can run campaigns on their behalf Right. So okay. as a hybrid pack, that's why I have the ability to interchange in any way. And it's a new thing. A right. lot of people are not familiar with the hybrid packs. So, uh, so now, are you all uh, in, in any situation where uh, you're looking towards, for instance, the governor's race and how that's going to go? Do we know for a fact that Governor Parson is going to run in 2020? I, I haven't heard. I don't okay. know. But that, that, is, you know, that is on our radar. We're trying to see who's actually the possible candidates out there. Right. We've had some you know, talks, you know. Eric Schmidt is one. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I think he'd be great for the governor. Yeah, yeah. You know? Eric is interesting. Be and, and and if Governor Parson decides to run, it'll be it'll be interesting how how that goes. Uh, and and I had some inklings that maybe he wasn't going to run. I mean that that lieutenant governor was was a job, and being governor obviously is a is a great job, and he's a great guy. But I wasn't quite sure whether or not he was in it all the way in terms of for, for 2020. Right. Uh, and, and I think he's the type of guy who would be more than happy to be back on his farm at some point, you know, and, right. and hanging out, which is what he loves, uh, but, 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 and has done a good job so far. Uh, and, and I was thinking with Eric, uh, who, you know, one of Eric's skills has been uh, how ecumenical he is as it relates mm-hmm. to politics. In fact, he shepherded in the uh, court reform mm-hmm. uh in North County, which I think engenders a great deal of support uh, from urban outlets there, which is what you need anyway to become governor. So Eric has a little bit of that going for him in terms of does. I mean, he's one of the most liked out. politicians out there. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's what everybody always says. He's one of the most liked, and he is. He's a, he's a well-rounded candidate, right? You know, right. Any other names out there? That you, you know, I've about? heard some people talk maybe at uh, Jay. Ashcroft. Oh, Jay Ashcroft, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's very possible. Right. You never know about some of the other ones from the previous race that they'll come back. You know, Peter could come right. back. Can right, right, yeah. 
you know? Well, it should be interesting. I mean, I, I, let's put it this way, and, and you having run in, in Republican circles for a long time here in Missouri, uh, we have kind of the, uh, the burden of great people. Uh, so, so you almost can't go wrong with a list of the five people who we're talking right now right. on the Republican side. You just can't go wrong. We have with an exploratory of committee of um, Tony Minetti. Oh, yeah, that's that's <laughs> right. Tony said he's going <laughs> to possibly run. But yeah. I actually talked to him uh, yesterday on the phone. He said, you know what? He's not going to do it. Oh, really? Yeah, he said he's not. He said he's, he's ready to take a little bit of vacation. He's actually leaving, I think, uh, the next few days. He's going to be out of state for a few months. And he just said he just wants to get away. He says politics is probably behind him. So oh, really? I said, you know, Tony, what, what, come back. We'll talk January. We'll see where you're at because there, yeah. there's a place for the guy. I mean, I love the guy. He's he's entertaining. Yeah, you know, you know he he really is for the people. Yeah. Well, Tony, first of all, did a lot better than anybody maybe thought he was going to do in that mm-hmm. primary. But one thing is for sure because I got a I got a glimpse of him up close in terms of him him how hard he was working. I remember having him uh, when he came to St. Louis and he had his bomber jacket on. It was the first time <laughs> announcing. And he said, and he sat there on the set of the Allman Report set. He goes, I am going to be the next, uh, I'm going to be the next U.S. Senator from Missouri. I guarantee you that. I'm going to bow. And he was like, and, and nobody, in my opinion, I, I think Austin worked really hard. Cortland worked his tail off uh-huh. driving around that SUV of his, <laughs> you know. And then, and then, but, but Tony really did. He was able to actually get a lot of people like Sebastian Gorka mm-hmm. and other big names to support Sarah him. Palin. Sarah Palin, right? And so, but but boy, he had some fire, man. And so, uh, you know, that passion. I, that's why I tell you, I, I don't want to see it go away. Yeah, he, right. He, there's a place for him. I don't. I don't. Maybe you know, depending. Maybe lieutenant governor. You know, I don't know about governor yet, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's interesting too because when I look at Tony and I and I see him, I'm just, I'm just seeing here. Tara Lynn, is it true that Joe Biden just got a package? Because she just. Uh, uh, I hope you guys aren't joking here, but with me. Uh, but uh, I'm going to just check here real quick to, about uh, uh, about Biden and whether or not he got okay more uh, mailbox mail, uh, pipe. That's on um, Drudge. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but Tara Lynn just mentioned that Biden got a uh, a package too. So. Now it's now it seems like uh, Democrats are going to be. There's some people are going to uh, feel left out if they don't get a uh, a Bugs Bunny bomb. Uh, you so, know the thing is this: some of these stories I'm I'm questioning. You yeah. Know, oh yeah. If it's not for a reason, they're alleged bombs. Right. Exactly. Because you know, they will use that to deflect some of the issues. Uh, like oh, the victim. I'm yeah. the victim card. I know. Which I, they love to play. That's why I'm just not buying any of this stuff. Uh, and I, obviously, I take terroristic threat seriously uh no matter who it is uh and so i i really do uh honestly hope that this isn't real mm-hmm. uh i but i don't think it is and and i, I think a lot of this is it this was too convenient it's too much of a oh look democrats are the real victims of society now i'm right. going i don't well think look at so. trump it's a daily thing yeah i mean you I, which i can't believe the secret service has not gotten a lot of these people because they have the men death threats, all kind of vicious things against right, the president. Right. Which, if it was the other side, if it was Obama. Yeah. Oh, heaven forbid. Well, then all these people coming out with a straight face, t- lecturing us about civility. I mean, and and it wasn't but nine days ago or so that Hillary Clinton was talking about how there will be no civility until Democrats take over the House and Senate. And then yesterday she was going, "Boy, people are so uncivil. We need to all come together." I'm going. Wait a minute! Just nine days ago, you were talking. I mean, this is what's what's next. Kathy Griffin telling us that we need to be more civil. It's like, I mean, you know, come on. 
I mean, you guys are you, please. You're kind of stretching our level of uh, yeah. of belief here. Yeah. Uh, quick question too about uh, Cortland Sykes. Like, what's he up to now? Uh, he's actually. Uh, I just talked to him. Uh, as a matter of fact, yesterday also, he's uh, in Boston. Uh, he's doing some uh, charitable work. He's working with. Uh, what was he at? Uh, Steve Rumenbeck, uh, the Angel Dad. Yeah, yeah, and, and right. So he actually set a foundation up for them. Wow. You know, he's kind of found himself a good place. So yeah. with his uh, experience with a, he's going to be down on the border. I think. I think Saturday they're going to have a big rally. They haven't actually disclosed the location yet because all the the in- immigrants coming in. I don't know what you want to call them, really right. immigrants. You know, I always say this, you know, if they're looking for refugees, you know, once <laughs> they left their, their country, the next one, yeah. aren't, aren't you out of your country, right? Right, You right. don't need to go five countries up. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, to, there's yeah. a reason why they're coming here. So I don't know what the exit estimated number of, I know people that are thinking come across the border. Well, that's that's the other thing too. We, we're fresh off of uh, being told. That's why we don't. That's why we don't. Uh, we we don't believe things to the level that we used to anymore. Because uh, first of all, we were supposed to believe that Judge Kavanaugh was a ringleader for a gang rape club at Yale. Right. It's like no, uh, that didn't happen. And then and then we're supposed to believe that all these people are the uh, Statue of Liberty type. Uh, Italian immigrants from 1914 all of a sudden coming up from Honduras and Jorge Ramos is standing there doing a live shot and who's walking by? Some dude with a scarf around his face wearing a uh, L.A. Clippers jersey Right, and I'm supposed to uh, okay, who is that? Yeah. That's one of the 7,000? You're damn right it is. Actually, yesterday, I played a tape and within, within five minutes and 56 seconds of a Jorge Ramos uh, Martha McCallum interview, four people walked by uh, Jorge Ramos's camera uh-huh. with their faces covered. <laughs> I know. It's, they, 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 where, what are they hiding? I, who knows? I mean, <laughs> you, know? I, you know, it's, it, it's crazy. Uh, I will have to tell you, though, the uh, back to Missouri politics, uh-huh. though, the, uh, the, uh, the, the list of people running for U.S. Senate, and Hawley obviously won fair and mm-hmm. square, and actually he was winding up being a very formidable candidate, which we, we, we we're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, we had a really good group of people running in that Senate race. Right. I agree. You know, Austin, you know, yeah. great guy. You know, he, he ran a good campaign. Tony, Cortland, you know. Man, my, one of my favorite, Peter Pfeiffer. Yeah, I know. You know? He was great. <laughs> and yeah. Peter Pfeiffer did a lot better than what most people even gave him credit for. Oh, he for. sure did. You know? Yeah. You know? So, yeah. uh, he, you know, like I said, I think he'll, you know, there's quite a few of those people I think will be back in politics in some way. Yeah. Like Peter, right. I think there's a, there's a place for him. And uh, Tony and Cortland. And you know? do, you think, do you think uh, that uh, there's a place for the kind of libertarian Republican in Missouri statewide politics? Like, would Austin run for governor? You know, that'd be, that'd be interesting. I don't know. You know, I think they've kind of been pushed out a little bit, the Libertarians. Right. But uh, I think because that's the, the establishment has pushed them out. But there there's a good place for them. You know, like uh, Paul. Paul's a Libertarian. Yeah. You right. know, Kurtman. And uh, I, I think we need to be more embracing these people. Right. You know, we need diversity. Right. You know, like Nicole Jenkins, you know. Yeah. A, a black woman, conservative, you know, Paul Barry. Yeah. Once a former Democrat now. Um, you know, that's the one we need to really get behind. You know, he's got a, he's got a good chance. Right. He could. Right. You know, we never know. I'm surprised Nicole hasn't done more. I mean, she's so busy cause she loves, she loves the, the world of, uh, broadcasting and she TV does. and radio and stuff like that. But she would be really good. I think, uh, running for office at some point. I, I hope I've I talked hope to her about actually running for state representative. Oh, so you did? We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll okay. see. Okay. Well, I mean, cause I think, I think she'd be great. And I think the Republican party, 
Uh, I mean, we have, uh, and, and again, you and I, we don't normally play gender uh-huh. uh, right. and uh, p- politics or that kind of, but but it, but it is kind of nice. Like Bev Randall's, I don't know whatever happened to her, but mm-hmm. uh, she was she was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but but she's the only statewide or or black Republican woman, to my knowledge, in the Republican field. Correct in Missouri? Right. Yeah, I'd say yeah. So we got to do some. We, 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 we got to get. We gotta and that's the thing recruiting. too is about protect America first. You know, a pack is that. A lot of times, what happens is that these individuals don't have the money, right? Right. You know. Oh yeah. And that's why you know, like myself coming in, we could actually help them. You know, raise yeah. the money um, to make sure that they actually can get their voice out there. And if the establishment does not want to approve them, we can actually, we the people can actually do that for them. Yeah. All right. So, oh, there's Nicole Jenkins on with us now. Come on, Nicole, get on, get on board. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, how do we? Uh, so, the Protect America First is a Facebook page right now, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So we, we have a website there. also. Oh, good. ProtectAmericaFirst.org. Okay. Um, you can go on there. Um, you can donate money. Kind of find where we're going across the United States. Uh, we're all over the place. So Great. we're just not here in, in Missouri. So I'll, I'll we're carrying go, the mission across the United States. Right on. Well, I'll go and uh, like the page and, and encourage everybody else to do uh, to do the same. And uh, come out and join us Saturday. Yeah. Okay. So it's you said six to eight. Six to eight. Okay. So Sheriff Joe is going to be in. It's going to be at Cafe Napoli. Yes. And I guess basically you kinda, just come there, bring your checkbook, write right. the Protect America first, and uh, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> got to pay the bills, guys. You got to get in there if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna see Joe. He's not gonna be standing outside the door. Uh, no, letting no. you in. You gotta you gotta kind of gotta. And if you know, have, have you met Sheriff Joe before? I have never met him. Oh no. well, you're gonna be there, right? Yeah. But, well, I'm gonna try to stop by. It's it's basically right down the street from me. So you know, Sheriff Joe is an amazing guy. You know, everybody always just knows him as the sheriff. Yeah, but right. you know, he started in the DEA. You know, of Latin America, he controlled all South America. Wow, you know, he controlled that. So he's got a very colorful past. So. Yeah, and you know, it's so funny because people—he's he, people like him—are so mystifying to the news media and everybody else. And 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 because he's a Republican, of course, mm-hmm. that 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 hurts him. But the fact of the matter is, he's got some guts, man. Oh, he does. You know, I've I've seen him actually confront people that actually have an issue with him. Oh, really? Oh, he does. He don't care. I'm just like, sure, if you know. Come on. Yeah, right. I'm like, I am packing right now, but just to let you know. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and you know, he'll talk to anybody. He will. Which is why that uh, guy, who's the who's the comedian uh, who who oh, uh, tricked uh, him? Was it what's his name? Uh, Sebastian. I I, I, I oh, no, I'm almost uh, Borat. No, Bo- Borat. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Borat even had he tricked him. <laughs> he did. Which you know, it, it's a it's it's an interesting video. It, it is. is. It is. Isn't he suing Borat though? I thought he was, <laughs> or somebody's um, suing Borat. Or, um, I, th- I don't know if it was him. I know. Okay. I know. Ron Paul actually had an interview and he got up and walked away. Oh yeah, right, exactly. You know, well, actually, who's suing? Actually, Sheriff Joe's uh, suing the New York uh, Times. Oh, that's right. Yeah, one hundred forty-seven million dollars. Good for him for defamation uh, because they said he was a convicted felon. Right now, McCain actually put that in his book, which is not even true. Is a misdemeanor contempt of court is what they actually charged him with. Right, right. and I think we're we're actually looking at it. He may have the. The highest record of actually spending money two point two million dollars to fight a misdemeanor. Wow! Because he said, "Hey, it's not. Hey, this is not accurate. This is not true." Yeah, you know, he spent a lot of money for it, and then well, then president came in and pardoned him. Right, and, but but because it's true that normally people in his situation wouldn't even be prosecuted for for this kind of right. thing. Right, exactly. 
And the fact that he had to spend $2.2 million to fight That's a, a misdemeanor. You know, I just allowed dog, you know, dog barking, you know, charge is basically what it was. Unbelievable. You know, yeah, loud muffler. Ought to be two point two million. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, and and Sandra ought to be really uh, pleased and proud that she's got uh, someone like him here uh, stumping for her. Yeah, you know, it's an she important is, race. It's a very important race. That's why everybody needs to get out and support her. What we're worried about is basically the second district, Ann's district. You know, um, is actually getting the vote out. I think we have the votes. We just need to get the people out there to vote. Okay, so, uh, well, you just reminded me then, uh, and I, I didn't ask about this earlier. So how is that race looking? I mean, listen, I know what Ann's district is. It's, it's very mixed. It is. Uh, and I've been seeing a lot of the court signs out there, but in the usual places. that th- It's not as if Ann's voters are suddenly voting for him. Right. So, you know, it's just getting those voters out. I think Ann has it um, as long as we get the voters out right, there. And right. it has to do a lot with the Senate race, too. It makes sure people are energized, get behind Josh. You know, he, he is the candidate. We got to make sure, we got to get Claire out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's time to change. Well, and the idea somehow, and I've been saying this almost to the point where it's, I'm, I'm repeating myself quite a bit, but uh, the idea that Republicans are somehow going to stay home after working so hard for what we've been able to accomplish so far in the first two years of the Trump presidency, right. the idea that we're all going to somehow say, oh, we're happy and we're going to stay home is ridiculous. Yeah, I don't think so. I think I think there's going to be a big surprise. Yeah. I think the turnout's going to be a lot higher than what everybody's estimating. Uh, I think Josh is going to win. You know, Wagner's going to win. You yeah. know, and Sandra. Yeah. You know, we're going to clean the state up. I mean, yeah. it, it'll be a you know, solid Republican state. Yeah. That, 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 well, and it's taken a while. Yeah. Right. You know, and, it, and the establishment needs to realize, too, it's it's the grassroots who has really done this. Right. You right. Know? And and and, that, and also as proven by and we'll go full circle here uh, when when Sonny was sitting there with uh, Josh Hawley. Uh, the fact of the matter is uh, Josh even knows and, and, and Republicans are getting it finally mm-hmm. uh, that they can't win without the grassroots. And the grassroots is more than happy mm-hmm. to put all their fire right. underneath you if Everything is right. Right. You know, if you don't shut them away, you embrace them, the grassroots will be there. You yeah. Know? And it was a nice event, you know, at Tim Drury's house. So, yeah, right. You know, Tim's a great guy. You know, Tim has actually uh, been for the party. He's done whatever he can. He's very helpful, you know. Yeah. What, what event was that? It was, it was at Tim's house. He was a Josh Holly oh, yeah, event. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah. So yeah, the Tim, Tim was nice to invite me out there. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, because I'm doing some work with his, uh, his daughter. Yeah. I think it's a DDI. You know, so if you guys want to go check that out. Give him a nice little plug there, Tim. What is that? It's a what it is is that they have a uh, a marketing company where it, it's geofencing. If you're not familiar with this, so what we've been using them for is an event, and what we do is we put a perimeter around an event, and we capture SIM cards and we send people advertisement. Oh wow! And it's really neat technology. You know, like I said, DDI is actually on, on the cutting edge, so we can actually target customers that are in a certain area and send advertisement to them. So if we want petition signed, uh, if we want donations, whatever. I mean, and and it's, it could be used for car dealerships, anything. What do you do? Do you send it via text or how do you, what do you do? No, no, no. So like when they're on their phone, if they're say the only ones you can't use is Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Right. But if they're like, say they're on uh, CNN or whatever, and it'll actually have a, um, like an advertisement off to the side or the top. Wow. And you know, you just click on it. It takes you right to that website. And it's very affordable. I mean, it's, it's, it's super cheap. That's cool. Because instead of like broadcasting like on Facebook where 
the demographics you really don't really know, the algorithms, you know, how many people you're actually targeting, how much money you're paying, the more, you know, penetrations you get. This is just isolated. And you can make it as big as a field or small. You can put hmm. it down to the size of a phone booth. Wow. You can target it to one person if you want to. I'll have to consider that for Radio Free Almond. Oh, you should. You think I could afford something like that? You know, we, we were... We were paying like five or six hundred dollars just for one event. Really? And you think about it, I'm like going, and I can I can hit thousands of people. Oh yeah. I did a Trump event, we hit thirty thousand people. Yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't I use that? Right, because because you know, one of the things about Radio Free Almond and I mean we already are I mean I mean I'm 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 at the level I was at even at the at the radio station, mm-hmm. but um uh, it, so, so that's been, uh, been, been great, but I still run into people who will say, so what are you doing now? So, uh, you know, uh, you can either do, it's almost like a, a b- better than a billboard operation. Oh, it is. To tell you the truth. Well, actually their company actually has billboards also, oh, the wow. digital ones. Uh, uh-huh. yeah, right, right. Cause he's been buying those up across, you know, throughout Missouri also. Wow. So they have the okay. digital billboards. They have that, uh, geofencing also. Yeah. So it, it's a great company. So. I gotta, I gotta get. I, that's a great idea. His I daughter's gotta, actually running the company. She's, she's, she's top notch. Yeah, she's right. great. Yeah, so. yeah. She's a young woman though. She yeah. is in the uh, mid twenties. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And and the breweries have been great because uh, they've been really uh, the the engines of a lot of great political candidates and yeah. efforts here uh, in uh, in Missouri. So. The jewelry yeah. hotel folks. Oh my gosh! You know, yeah. they're like I said, they're they're more into more things than just the hotels. Yeah, right. You know, right. so I was a little surprised. You know, when Tim approached me with this uh, the company with his daughter, I was like, I was very intrigued. I was like, wow, this is this is a good little uh, right operation here. Well, you know what else they did, and I guess I'm, I guess I'm okay to uh, to say this. Tim would Tim wouldn't mind. But you know, when I was working for uh, Archbishop Burke for that those nine months, uh, and and the entire time Archbishop Burke was here. Uh, that the breweries let him when he traveled use their airplane. Oh, really? Yeah, they they okay. they, they were they it was one of their contributions to the Catholic Church was okay. uh, keeping the costs of uh, the Archbishop's travel low. So you know, they, and that's the thing is with the breweries. You know, they're they're really just a, a down to earth good yeah. family. Yeah, you know, and they do a lot. Yeah, you know, Tim's a stitch. I've seen him. We've been out to uh, you know auctions and events. Like yeah, that. he is. He's, He's a hoot. I mean, tell you what. Yeah. So and he, and, and, and auctions. If you if you're going to have an auction, you want to have Tim Drury out there because he'll buy the the table sometimes. You know, he's just it's 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 funny. Yeah. So he's he's like Skip Weber. He just they go out there and they have they they embrace the auction. Yeah, that's for sure. Pure entertainment with him. <laughs> I know, definitely, definitely is. All right, buddy. Well, good, good to hey. see you. And yeah, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Saturday like- at Cafe Napoli is the big fundraiser for uh, Sandra McDowell, who's running for the state auditor's office, and right. it's an important race because very important. The, the fact of the matter is, let's just assume clean Missouri because they've managed to trick everybody is going to pass. The only stopgap you're going to have, aside from possible legislation is to have the auditor's office controlled by someone who's going to be fair about the process. And Sandra has already pledged fair, ethical, yeah. to, to include Democrats in the process yeah. as well, uh, which is more than we can say for the other side. And so I right. uh, want to make sure that that happens. And then you get to meet Joe Arpaio yep. if you pull the checkbook Icon. out. Icon. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And plus, Cafe Napoli is a swinging place. So it it's, is. A, it's a nice place. A great place to be. So, Sonny, good to see you, man. Thank you, sir. And thanks for all you do, my yeah. buddy. I mean, and Sonny was, you know, back in the day, we originally met and he came on the show because he, he got out of the state party op- operation. It's like, I quit. This is baloney, blah, blah, blah. And you'd think, 
lesser people would have said they quit altogether, but but Sonny quit or resigned, right, and then got right back into it and mm-hmm. is now uh, helping shepherd in uh, a, a possible new Republican senator uh, as well as other right. great Republican candidates. So thanks, buddy. Well, thank you for having me. Good to me. see you. you know, thank yeah, you. Yeah, Sonny right. Wilson, everybody, and All check right. it out. It's uh, it's uh, protect. Uh, America first. Now playing is another the, uh, of their Facebook page and protect America first dot org. That's correct. All right. All right. Come join us. Thank you. Hey, okay, buddy. Good to see you, man. Thank you. Thanks. Sonny Wilson's awesome and uh, hard worker. As are a lot of people in the grassroots there. I mean, they are. They're the people who are the engines of Republican Party politics here in the uh, in the state and doing a great job at first we thought everything was just going to kind of blow up when the state party ignored some of these other candidates and went right to Josh but now it's turning out that Josh is actually stepping up and running a pretty good campaign and uh the latest poll shows him seven points ahead of uh, Claire McCaskill, who's... I-, I was reading the other day that there was a talk of the Democratic Party possibly giving up on the, on the race altogether, but I don't, I don't really think that's going to happen. So I haven't seen... And and, and 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 let me know, folks, if you have, because I mean, I've got I've got a lot of uh, I've got a lot of news sources here in front of me. But Tara Lynn was on earlier. Okay, uh, I got I got to tell you that, in all due respect to the Drudge Report, for instance, I would I would actually hit Breitbart probably more often than Drudge. And the reason for that is that, well, I'll give you an example. Breitbart is reporting that a package addressed to Joe Biden was intercepted in Delaware. And they don't know what that package is. But they are... uh, suspecting that this would be then, I guess, number 10. Number 9 was this morning in front of the restaurant owned by that a-hole Robert De Niro. By the way, what do Robert De Niro and Joe Biden have in common? Robert De Niro and Joe Biden both have talked about punching President Trump. Oh, oh yeah, no, I know. They're telling you that President Trump's the one who's the uncivil one, but it just so happens that the two guys, two of the number nine and number ten in the Bugs Bunny bomb scare saga is uh, both just happen to have one thing in common, and they wanted to fight, punch President Trump. Very interesting. By the way, hey, Tony Maddie, we were just talking about you, man. Your ears must have been burning, buddy. 
Can you confirm, my friend, since Tony Minetti is on Facebook, can you confirm what Tony Minetti, uh, what Sonny Wilson just told me, and that is we heard earlier that Tony was going to possibly be running for governor. And is it true? I will utilize the power of social media to ask Tony Minetti directly on Facebook. Is it true, my friend, that you are not going to... Oh, Dwayne, Dwayne Miller says Bugs Bunny bombs actually worked. They did. You know what's interesting about these bombs? Well, okay. Let me get my crap together here. All right, Tony. Can you confirm that you are not running for governor of the great state of Missouri? And will you also confirm that you are an awesome dude, please, for us as well? It was a thumbs up. If you think you are an awesome dude, Tony, the way we do, then please give us a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, Tony was a great guy, man. Stealth bomber pilot, and just it was uh, just a uh, really, really great guy, and and made a hugely strong presentation there in the U.S. Senate race, and uh, just ton of respect for you, buddy. And uh, when you talked about the possibility of running uh, for governor, I was like, yeah, he'd be. He'd be great, but you know what? Maybe there's other other work to be done uh, someplace, somewhere there. All right, so yeah, the, Robert De Niro got the package, and uh, and now uh, they have the uh, Joe Biden got the package, and now it turns out that it looks like people uh, are, who's going to be the first one to complain that they didn't get a package. What am I chopped liver? I own. I didn't get a. I didn't get a package. So now, now if you didn't get a package, apparently you're not a real Democrat. That that's going to be the that's going to be the standard by which they're going to be judging people. You know, vote for me. I got a package. By the way, one of the packages, one of the bombs had a, uh, or whatever it is. I don't even know what they are. Uh, one of the packages had a uh, thumbs up from Tony. All right, buddy. Love you, man. Uh, so apparently you are not going to be running for governor, and indeed you are confirming you're an awesome dude. Okay, take it all. One of the bombs had a uh, had a cl- had a clock attached to it, like they had a they had a like a like an alarm clock, and it wasn't one of those. It wasn't one of those uh, like a like a bell or anything. You know what I mean? It, it was a uh, it was a uh, digital alarm clock and normally people who really want to do bombings and things like that they don't put they don't put like an actual clock on them the way the 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 coyote did when he was trying to blow up the roadrunner you know it was it was it was usually you don't do that unless you're doing to uh to uh unless you're just trying to like do a theatrical bomb you know what i mean and it just seems to me a lot of this is uh, is show, uh, and obviously it doesn't matter whether it's show or not. It's still, to me, a terroristic threat, which is uh, not cool. Uh, and and so I'm not I'm not supporting terroristic threats, but can can sometimes uh, I know Krista's like I I almost said where's my package, but I thought that might be a little inappropriate. I know, but leave it to me. I'll I'll be the one who's inappropriate uh, for you, Kristen. That's why I'm here. I'm I'm uh, I'm inappropriate, so you don't have to be. Everybody at the let me tell you something. 
uh, I will tell you that the the thing that shocked me the most yesterday was having to listen to Hillary Clinton. Now, now keep in mind, I do not advocate violence towards Hillary Clinton. Uh, I would not want anything to happen to her, uh, and I wouldn't in a million years want somebody sending a bomb to her or threatening her or anything else. I um, That's not how I roll, and I certainly don't believe that answering somebody, regardless of uh, how you feel about them politically, answering somebody with a uh, with a with a with a bad uh, with a threat or a physical threat is the way to go. I'm not like Maxine Waters. I'm not like uh, individuals like that who uh, who decide that violence is the only answer and that yelling at people in restaurants. I'm not like that, and so I wouldn't be that way with Hillary. But I'm wondering if Hillary could just kind of spare us. And, and this is why people, the media drives us crazy because they allow people like Hillary to say things I'm just about to play you with a straight face. And, and, and they let her talk, and they, and, they, and they mention nothing about what she said on the 9th of October. So it's kind of like, okay, uh, you're going to just tell us about how uncivil everything is? Are you really going to do that? And it's a time of deep division. She's so fake, though, by the way. I just... When I look at her talk, I automatically believe that everything coming out of her mouth is a lie or at the very least insincere. But I'll listen to her anyway here. Divisions. And we have to do everything we can to bring our country together. I mean, come on. You don't remember her from October 9th? I mean, this was October 23rd. And not but, uh, what is nine, 15 days earlier, 15 days earlier, this was Hillary Clinton, 15 days before she just said that about how we really need to come together. Apparently, she, well, of course, she's always flip-flopping. She's always saying one thing one day and saying another thing the next day. But according to Hillary on October 9th, we're not going to come together unless the results of the midterm elections are exactly the way she wants them and exactly the way Democrats want them. This is, this is, this is 15 days ago, people. Civil with a political party that wants to... Here, let me back destroy. this up a little bit. Boy, the sound on here is terrible. Matt, Matt really... Here, hold on, hold on. If we are fortunate enough... Come on, let me go back. ...the House and or the Senate, we can start again. But until then, the only thing that the Republicans seem to here, hold on. of here. Uh, the Senate Sorry. advise and consent on nominations, that you cannot be civil with a political party that wants to destroy what you stand for, what you care about. That's why I believe if we are fortunate enough to win back the House and or the Senate, that's when civility can start again. I mean... This is Hillary Clinton 15 days ago, basically giving us the uh, no peace, no justice line of Black Lives Matter, saying basically there will be no civility until Democrats take over the House and Senate. 
And so pardon us if yesterday when Hillary Clinton is, 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 is uh, muttering about the lack of civility, if we don't buy any word Deep that she's saying. Divisions. And we have to do everything we can to bring our country together. <laughs> Whatever. Shut up, please. Normally I don't tell a woman to shut up, but Lord have mercy. I mean, and that's why, pardon us, if we just are not on the the old bandwagon of the whole world's falling apart because somebody's mailing out packages that are basically based on uh, what they might have seen in a Warner Brothers cartoon. I mean, it's, it's just things are just not adding up on this story. And, and, and plus, the media suddenly is concerned about incivility when, when uh, we've been experiencing it at the hands of Democrats for two years now. By the way, I'm a little confused about the, uh, the Megyn Kelly thing. Uh, this whole deal where she talked about blackface, and apparently she got into a lot of trouble because they were talking about costumes and Halloween costumes and things like that. And uh, Megyn Kelly said something to the effect of, uh, I, I don't really understand, like, if you are playing a character, why, like, if you were playing, why you wouldn't be able to have uh, blackface on if you're playing a character. Now, keep in mind, um, I'm not uh, a person who is uh, advocating blackface, and and I'm not, you know, one of those people. I'm not hearkening back to the good old days when blackface was great. I'm not. I'm not doing that. And I'm not also like, what's wrong with blackface? Because I mean, I I really uh, think that blackface is uh, is fraught with trouble. And it always astounds me that somebody would be uh, would do a blackface costume. It's like you're just really pushing it there. It just is something that's not really uh, acceptable. I guess it's just really. I mean, I there's really no other way to put it. But I think. But I think Megyn Kelly, when she was saying this, and I'm, I'm going to play her apology here for a second. I think Megyn Kelly, when she was saying this, really wasn't saying. Oh, knock yourself out in blackface. They were talking about Halloween costumes and how she didn't understand, like, if somebody's playing a character, although I can't imagine what character you'd be playing where you would have blackface on. Like, if it was a Disney character or something like that, but I can't imagine, uh, like, you wouldn't, like, no one would would dress up as as, like, oh, I'm Barack Obama, I'm in blackface. Like, you wouldn't ever do that. In fact, in fact, there were some people who even wore Barack Obama masks for Halloween, and they were accused of being racist, even though the masks were, were actually – you could buy them, but you still were, um, you still were racist. Remember when, 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 the, when the rodeo clown uh, wore or dressed up as Obama, and he was fired? What was that guy's name again? He had a great rodeo clown name, too. It was like, you know – Hoppy, Boppy, Baloney, or something. His name—I can't remember his name. I interviewed the guy; he was really interesting. But he's—he's a, he's a rodeo clown, and he was at one of the rodeos, and he was playing—and he was playing um, Barack Obama. 
And these guys always do that because they do uh, they they always do um, uh, as a rodeo clown. I think they were a George Bush once, and 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 they just dress up like the president, and they wander around and have the uh, and have the bulls chase them and do all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I'm I'm just you know can't remember the guy's name. He was just, it was great. If you guys can remember that, uh, I'd, I'd appreciate that. Who, who was the guy who was the clown in Sedalia dressed up as Obama? And then he, they fired him. He lost his job because of that. Anyway, that'll come to me in the meantime. So Megan Kelly says all this kind of stuff and, and says, I don't understand why, you know, everybody freaks out about this. If it's Halloween and somebody's dressed like this and she just made it as an offhanded comment. And yet everybody came out and called her a racist. And, and what, what happens is that NBC News, for instance, uh, they don't like her. And, and she has made some very controversial statements to the left, uh, at least in the left's eyes, because she was uh, because she was defending the truth as it relates to Kavanaugh. So she was out there on her own show calling BS on some of these Kavanaugh charges and did not endear herself to the people on the left. So they didn't like her anyway. And the people at NBC sure as hell didn't like her at all. Matt, Matt just gave me the, the post here. Do I have to look it up? Now you're making me look it up now. Send me the link, but I, but I, but I can't hit the link. That's the rodeo clown. Thanks, man. I can't hit the link, though, brother. Anyway, Corky or something his name is? Corky. I don't know. Now I'm obsessed with finding out the clown's name. Corky Jolson or whatever the hell it is. Anyway, he's fired for wearing, for wearing, uh, uh, for dressing up as Obama. But anyway, so people didn't like, uh, people didn't like Megyn Kelly anyway the last few weeks. And so somebody was just waiting for her to say something that they could glom onto. And I've been very defensive of uh, Megyn Kelly lately uh, because she's surprised me at how gutsy and ballsy she's been on on NBC to go out there and say, uh, you know, there's no corroboration for these stories here on Kavanaugh. This is not this is not right. I mean, there's something wrong here as it relates to this story. And she's a woman. And she was uh, having some guts to come out uh, and say this, even though it wasn't very popular. So anyway, they were waiting for her to make some kind of mistake. And so they were talking about uh, about Halloween costumes, just something of blackface. And so now she had to go on TV and make this tearful apology, which was entirely unnecessary. But she did it anyway. So here you go. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Megan Kelly, and I want to begin with two words. I'm sorry. You may have heard that yesterday we had a discussion here about political correctness and Halloween costumes. And that conversation turned to whether it is ever okay for a person of one race to dress up as another, a black person making their face lighter or a white person making theirs darker, to make a costume complete. I'd- well, there wasn't there a whole movie made about this, like the Wayans brothers. Didn't they dress up as white girls or something like that? But that was okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm, listen, I'm not going to fight to the death on the right to wear blackface here, but, but I do think this is way unnecessary for, for Megyn Kelly to have to go on TV and cry her way through an the apology idea, over the thing. Saying as long as it, as it was respectful and part of a Halloween costume, it seemed okay. Well, I was wrong, and I am sorry. 
One of the great parts of sitting in this chair each day is getting to discuss different points of view. Sometimes I talk and sometimes I listen. And yesterday I learned. I learned that given the history of blackface being used in awful ways by racists in this country, it is not okay for that to be part of any costume, Halloween or otherwise. I have never been a PC kind of person, but I do understand the value in being sensitive to our history, particularly on race and ethnicity. This past year has been so painful for many people of color. The country feels so divided, and I have no wish to add to that pain and offense. It's okay, Megan. You were talking about Halloween costumes. I wouldn't have said what you said. But you don't need to do that. Please. Now we are it's going to play a good cha-cha-cha recording. She had to go and do that. But the only reason she had to go and do it is because she was sensible about the Kavanaugh thing. And she had to go and pay the piper for the errancy of her ways. Poor thing. Oh, thank you, Margaret. Puffy Gessling. Is that not a great rodeo clown name? Yeah, that Megan Kelly thing is just way, way unnecessary. But again, she she was being uh, hazed greatly for her uh, approach to the Kavanaugh hearings. Because she dared call BS on on gang rape ringleader charges lobbied against Kavanaugh. Crazy world we live in, y'all. Hey, thank you to Santino Cigars and Cocktails, Mike and Shannon the gang there. This weekend, I hope you can plan a date night down there. Have a drink and a cigar. And if you're one of those ladies who couldn't imagine yourself at a cigar bar because you're leaving smelling like cigar smoke. He's got a ventilation system that only like casinos and those kind of things have. And so you don't actually, it's very breezy and beautiful there. And Lighty's great, very intimate. Any drink you happen to want, they have at Santino's Cigars and Cocktails. And you know what? I was going to call Brett Steinhoff and I forgot to. From the County Browns. Brett, I'll do that tomorrow, buddy. Uh, Brett sent me a text the other day telling me uh, it, was a, it was a thank you from Backstoppers for the $500 plus donation that we were able to give to Backstoppers as a result of the Radio Free Almond Happy Hour at Santino Cigars and Cocktails there in, back in September. And so Brett is with the County Brown Barbecue team. And I'll, I'll call you tomorrow, man. Sorry about that. Damn it. So much going on. Too much going on. I was going to call you right after Sonny, and then uh, then Joe Biden got his turn on the Bugs Bunny Bomb hit parade. So I had to go to that one. Oh, well. Talk to you tomorrow. But anyway, thank you. To Santinos, thank you to the County Browns, and thank you to all of you who, man, everybody who came to Radio Free Almonds Happy Hour got a got a plate, and so we were able to send 
Well, the county Browns were upwards of a $500-plus check to Backstoppers, which is a great organization, and uh, former chief county police chief Ron Mattel is a great guy. Is the one who sent the letter to Brent and the team, and really, really do appreciate uh, all that uh, all the, the county Browns do, and Citinos too. So love it. All right, so uh, Dustin, let's bring Dustin in here. It's time for our weekly check-in with my friends over at Golden Oak Lending, GoldenOakLending.com. What's up, Dustin? Nice to see you, man. Dustin is uh, one of their world-famous loan officers over there. They love Dustin over there. Dustin's the uh, the go-getter, the young upstart go-getter, but he also has to be the senior loan officer over there. So he doesn't look, doesn't look like a senior loan officer. I feel senior sometimes. Oh, you do? <laughs> I got you. I got you. Well, uh, really appreciate James Hawkins and Sean and the rest of the team there at Golden Oak Lending for their support of Radio Free Almond, 314-567-GOLD. And I'm really proud to have the Golden Oak Lending name attached to the show because it's almost like having the St. Louis Cardinals attached to the show. I mean, they've got that kind of heritage in this community and have been around a long, long time. James and Sean were at one point in Dustin, is it Flassig? Flossig. Flossig. Yes. Uh, Dustin Flossig's position as loan officers, and they worked their way all the way up. In fact, if, I said last week if Golden Oak Lending had a mailroom, they would have been in it. But they they rose to become uh, owners, president of the company, owners of the company, and uh, now are making things happen for St. Louisans and also across the country as well. As one of the third largest lending agencies in the in the country, in the and 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 they're right here at our back door, and they make it really easy for you because sometimes refinancing and all that kind of stuff is a is a tough process, you know. They make it easy, but in most places it is difficult. But here they just make it so simple and so quick. It's it's great for the clients. It's great for us. And they, yeah, and they really are just very good at what they do. Yeah, because uh, part of it has to do with, uh, you know, this, this, the simple things. Like, you guys do this mortgage checkup. That is great. Uh, and I know we're going to talk about home buying and that kind of stuff now. But, but, but the, the mortgage checkup's really cool because it doesn't take long at all. No, it only takes maybe five minutes of your time. We get back to you usually within a half an hour, an hour. And if it makes sense, great. We try to help your situation. And if not, then we wish you Good yeah, day, and we right. go back at it later. You know? Right, but and that, and that's the other thing too is that uh, is that they're not going to. There are some places that will go ahead and do something that isn't necessarily really going to help you. Yeah, and, and so and so they the, the, and and you guys have the kind of strength and credibility and ethical approach uh, that says, all right, if we really can't help you, we're just not going to run you through this anyway we want to make sure we're doing the best thing for you yeah just want to make sure we're putting you in a great financial situation and if we can't now we'll do it later on we'll, it'll be another time at some point right on and so i met dustin first when i was out at the tracy ellis team offices uh and that was over the summertime and you were out there because you are kind of linking up with realtors i guess everywhere right because yeah. uh, that's what you guys do so uh you got we're talking today about home buying so what do you want to tell us about that well the one few points we like to 
bring up, at least with Golden Oak Lending, is just how quick and easy we make the process. Pre-approval process can take maybe an hour or two, and you can have an actual letter in your hand, go out, find a house. We've got underwriters on staff. They're right downstairs. If we have a question, we can just go right down to them, talk to them about it, and we can get things done that other places can't. We have programs other places don't have, products that other places don't have that just make it a one-stop shop for home lending. Uh, 314-567-GOLD, goldenoaklending.com. And that's the thing that's uh, that's so cool because when I was taking a tour of Golden Oak uh, Lending, uh, James and Sean were there and everything else, and they showed me where the underwriters sit. And, and now that's really unusual because oftentimes these underwriters are these uh, faceless folks somewhere else and when you go into a refi place, the loan officer is telling you, well, i got to talk to the underwriters and blah, blah, blah. And you, and you get this idea that they're in some spaceship someplace, you know, <laughs> uh, ready to kind of throw the gauntlet down on you. Uh, and yet you guys have them right there. They're, everybody is part of Golden Oak. Yeah, they're right there. I've worked at places or I've heard of other places where they might be states away and they only are a, maybe a phone call if they feel like picking up or an email away, which takes a long time, whereas we can actually go downstairs, knock on a door, and talk to them in person. Right, and the, and the fact that they are it's all in one place is a good thing too because oftentimes the process is one, like they might have a quick question and, and, and you can answer the question right away with them and make the process go faster and help people out that way. It makes it simple, too. Clients don't have to wait days on an answer. It can be minutes to an hour versus right. days or something along those lines. So yeah. they make the purchase part of this very, very simple and very easy for clients. Right. And I'm sure it's kind of one of those situations, too, where you, you kind of you get to know the underwriters a little bit. And it's kind of a give and take situation. Underwriters, can, that's just what they do. They can be prickly and they can be sticklers for stuff. Uh, but you can say, yeah, but look at this or look at here, or look at there. And you're talking to them face to face. Correct. There's always compensating factors that can apply in certain situations where, again, why some places can't get a loan done and yet we'll be able to get it done for you. Yeah. And pre approval is cool too because I don't know how many times uh, you've been in this situation, folks, where you go and you're, and you're, uh, you're going to buy a home. You love the home, but you know other people love the home too. And then you got to go back and and get your financing or doing it ever. And while you're doing that, some these other people already have it, and you're out of your home. Yeah. We personally, me and my wife, have personally lost houses that way from not being pre-approved, just thinking, oh, we'll just go look at it, love it, go back, get my own pre-approval, and within an hour or two, I've already lost it. Right. So it, it does happen, and it's better to be pre-approved up front before you even look at that dream home. Right. And, and how, how fast is it? It doesn't take too long. Usually, if you've got everything ready for me, within an hour, I can usually have a pre-approval letter out. Hour wow. to two, maybe. Oh, good. Yeah, because I mean, listen, home buying can be—it's—it's it's, it's a competitive atmosphere. You know, you get mm-hmm. you get in there, and you're you're wrestling with all the other people. So any kind of leg up you can get, you're yeah. going to get. Yeah, exactly. If they've got a pre-approved borrower versus someone who has to go out and get one that may take a day or two, they're going to go with the pre-approved borrower. Right. And how's how's the home buying? What's what's the real estate market like now? Still, just as it was. There's not a lot of inventory, so it's still very competitive. There's not a lot of. There's a lot of buyers and not a lot of homes. Right. And especially in the range where everyone's looking, there's, there's just nothing out there. And so you have to be pre-approved up front if you're going to want to make an offer on that house that comes on the market. Yeah, just because of the atmosphere we're in now. Yeah, I mean, right. I saw one the other day that was coming soon, and one of my agent, 
agent friends had it, and I talked to her about it. She had four offers before it was even listed yet. Wow. Yeah, they're like, whatever you're going to put it on, we, got, we, have, we have four people. There was four people that had contacted her for that. Right on. And, and, and uh, one of those people might not have pre-approval. So <laughs> might not. There no. you go. Yeah. That's, that's the way to go. How long have you been over Golden Oak? Been over at Golden Oak about a year now. I've been doing this for 15, but there's not a better place. So yeah. I, I'll be here for good. Yeah, and that's, that's the one thing I love talking to uh, James about and, and Sean about, too, is that uh, because they've been where you guys have been, you know, because they've, they've all been loan officers, they've all been at, the, at, at, at all levels of the company, they understand what your life is like. And so they take good care of all their people, and that's probably what generates the happiness over there at Golden yeah, Oak. never worked in, in this industry. I've never worked where they've had so many tenured employees. And that just spoke to me when I first noticed that, that there was that many people that had been there 5, 10, 15 years in some cases. You just don't see that anywhere else. They yeah. Ta- they take care of their people, which then take care of their clients. Right on. And then, you, yeah, because it just it tra- it trickles down. Mm-hmm. It's the it trickle-down theory. And what's even greater about it is, too, is that these two guys, Sean and James, are neighbors. You know, it's like it's, it's almost like it's the, it's the cul-de-sac gigantic loan agency, but, but, but still it's so down-to-earth. And, and, and neighborly, and the people you're working with at Golden Oak uh, are people who know your community and know who you are, and so uh, it's great, man. Yep, Dustin, congratulations, and thanks for thanks for being Thank with you. us. All right, three one four five six seven gold. And if you guys saw on the Facebook page there uh, that uh, Dustin came in coat and tie and all, and and you're lucky because you know James and Jason, those guys, they came in here when it was like 85 degrees in here because with the because the air conditioner was broken. Now, now uh, it's a little bit cooler for, for guys like Dustin. But, yeah, these guys dress to the nines uh, when, when, when you go and see them. And, and they, wel- they welcome you with, uh, with open arms. And they will take good care of you at Golden Oak Lending. 314-567-GOLD, people. That's how it all works. We are live from the Discovery Design Studios. Good morning this morning. Uh, Discovery Design Truck Care Manufacturing. DDTruckUSA.com. See, I hit the post there. I just hit the post. It's called Hit the Post. Yep, I've been in broadcasting for quite some time now. I understand how to hit the post. Although I never really understood why... It's kind of annoying sometimes. Sometimes the best part of the song is the musical lead in, but these DJs all talk over it. Why would you like. Here, here. It's like one of the best parts of the song. Look at me talking over it. Hope I don't get I could do a do a uh, ad here. Let's say I got twenty. So we time it out. So the, the pros, I'll time it out. I got twenty-seven seconds. Okay, so I'll do twenty-seven seconds. I'll hit the post. We hit the post. Okay, ready, set, go. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, you two. Hang on. All right, it is eight forty-four. Radio Free Almond. 
Michael Proctor. Proctor spelled like doctor. He's your interior designer. He is your installer. He's the man with all the finest window treatments you're going to find anywhere in the land. With his mobile design unit, it's Proctor Drapery. Proctor spelled like doctor. ProctorDrapery.com. Oh, hit the post. Although I just blew over the best part of the song. There's another story about you two. I was in Madison, Wisconsin. Went to school there. Graduated from high school in 81. And uh, in May. It was up at Madison, Wisconsin in September. And that was the year that... Uh, I Will Follow came out, this song, actually. And U2 was a uh, was appearing at a bar called Merlin's on State Street in Madison, Wisconsin. I don't know whether Merlin's is still there or not, but it was a small bar. And there were probably 150 people there. I mean, it was like the duck room. Basically, it was by, like the duck room at uh, Blueberry Hill. And uh, I was like, eh, you know, I'll see him another time. You know, but people went to the bar. They were, they were playing at a bar called Merlin's. And now they're, obviously, you know what the, the, the rest is, is history. Let's check the, let's check the news and see who else is got the Bugs Bunny bomb here. Uh, Joe Biden, yeah, so he's number 10. So he got one, too. So he's a member of the, uh, he's a member of the uh, Bugs Bunny bomb club. As I said earlier, now people are going to just be pissed if they didn't get one. And then, then of course, we have the requisite... Uh, Republicans who are all chiming in, and, uh, and and Mitt Romney actually isn't as insufferable as I thought maybe he would be on this matter. But he put a tweet out. Uh, he says that these uh, vile threats and actions against fellow Americans and our institutions are sadly unsurprising. Hate acts follow hate speech. It is past time for us to turn down and turn out the rabid rhetoric. And, of course, you all know, essentially, that that he doesn't mean hate speech coming from Hillary Clinton or hate speech coming from Chris Matthews or hate speech. I don't, I don't like the term hate speech anyway because I don't know what that is. but And... Or the hate speech coming from Maxine Waters or whatever else it is, you, you know they're just talking really about Donald Trump, and Mitt Romney is no exception. I'm, I'm kind of waiting now for Jeff Flake and Ben Sass to, to chime in and, and accuse the president of creating an atmosphere of hostility towards these people. And this is one of those things where, again, I'm not defending uh, terrorist acts at all. I, I think it's, it's horrible what's been going on. But as I've said throughout the show, and this is kind of the theme of the show, spare me the violin music over 
Robert De Niro and Joe Biden and Maxine Waters and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and CNN all getting these suspicious packages or George Soros all getting these suspicious packages uh, because now I suddenly have to be concerned about people being attacked. And it's it's unfortunate because I'm, I'm having a hard time being drawn into the pity party here because these are individuals who have spent the last two years calling President Trump and his voters traitors, Nazis, racist, xenophobes, every name in the book, homophobes, transphobes. I mean, you name it. You know these folks have, for the past two years, plied this language and, and and called other Americans traitors. John Brennan, he's he's gone on TV and called the president a traitor. C- accused the president of committing an act of treason. And of course, uh, the implicit in all their language uh, in attacking President Trump is attacking his voters. And so for the I'm, – I'm, I'm sorry, for the last maybe three years, I should say, because there was a campaign there too. And so these individuals have spent the last two and a half, three years attacking their fellow Americans and attacking the duly elected president of the United States and actually generating hate towards those individuals and including the president and implicit in their language is if you are a Trump voter, then you deserve and have everything coming to you. There have been college professors who have gone out and said, not only yell at people at a restaurant, but take their food, take their, take their doggy bags and take their food. And by the way, guess what happened to Mitch McConnell at that restaurant in Kentucky? The guy yelled at him and took his food. This is how these people talk. This is how these people uh, operate. And I'm supposed to believe, I'm supposed to be yesterday saying, oh, oh, now it's really reached its peak. It's like, no. It reached its peak when Hillary Clinton said that on October 9th that there will be no civility until Democrats are in charge. It hit its peak when there were seven people bloodied in Portland by an Antifa dude hitting them in the head with a bike lock. It hit and went overboard when Mitch McConnell and Ted Cruz were harassed at a restaurant by mobs of people. It hit a crescendo when a Supreme Court nominee was falsely accused by a future Democrat Party leader now porn star lawyer, Mike Avenetti, of being a ringleader of a gang rape club. You want me to go on? I will go on. Things hit a crescendo when Republicans playing baseball were shot at by a Bernie bro as he screamed about Obamacare. Things hit a crescendo when... Maxine Waters ordered all her flying monkeys to attack people 
going about their daily business only if they supported Donald Trump. Only if they were Republicans. Things hit a crescendo when Barack Obama decided he was going to do something no other former president has ever done. And that is hit the campaign trail and attack the sitting president with the usual language of the left. So pardon me when I don't think the world is coming apart because somebody got a package sent to them containing a something pulled out and looks like it was pulled out of the Warner Brothers prop room or put together by somebody who got whose sole lesson in bomb making was watching the coyote try to kill the roadrunner. This is comical. Although it's serious, it's no more serious than what we've seen for the past two and a half years. I'm sorry, but that's just, that's just the way it is. And I'm not advocating terrorist acts. I'm not glad that these people have been threatened. I, I don't think it's right to threaten people. I don't think it's right to send packages, whether it's a comic bomb or not. It's just not right. It's not right to intimidate and, and, and uh, terrorize people. But it's not right to intimidate and terrorize people, period. It's not that it's not right to intimidate and terrorize people if you're a Republican or if you're a conservative, and we don't even know who's doing this. It'll be, I guarantee you, when they find the person, if they find the person, it will be shocking. Because my supposition is this is not some right-wing Unabomber that these guys are all, you know, fanning themselves over. This is just some idiot who uh, knows, planned a little bit, and that's that's pretty much going to be about it. But again, uh, apparently yesterday marked, oh, we've had enough of this incivility now. Oh, really? So now that your ass is on the other end of the line, now we got to be concerned. Joe Biden and, and Robert De Niro, number nine and number 10 in the uh, bomb go round, both have something in common. And you know what that is? They both have expressed a desire to punch Donald Trump. So pardon me if I'm not suddenly... On the, on the, oh my God, the, the sky is falling, we've reached a level of incivility. And, and what's crazy is watching all these people rewrite history and, and, and talk in mannerisms that they've never applied to their own people. I mean, Chris Matthews, in listening to his whole blow up here, I mean, this guy is, is, is living in a, in a, in a bubble someplace he has he he's everything he's saying is exactly what these people have been doing for two and a half years yesterday was shocking only because that Hillary Clinton had the balls to go out in front of a bunch of people and talk about how we need to all come together 15 days after she said there would be no civility without Democrats in charge and yet, no, it doesn't occur to anybody to point that out. 
except for people who are uh, common sense thinkers like you and me and some of the other folks out there. Doesn't no, nobody points that out. Parallel. I mean, it's the contest of it, the personal drama, the real test of character, of courage that politics often demands. But there's one part of politics that I truly detest. It's the corrupting, corrosive, humanly destructive conceit that the ends justify the means. That's all they've been talking about for two and a half years is their ends justify the means. That because their ass hurt over the loss of an election... And because President Trump is a Nazi, they can do whatever the hell they want to. So if you scream at Mitch McConnell, it's only because he deserves it. If Maxine Waters orders all of her flying monkeys out to attack people at a gasoline station, it's only because they support Donald Trump, who's a Nazi. On and on and on. And and that's all they've been saying. So so, but because there's been no no attention paid when, when when General Mattis and some of the folks in the Trump administration received ricin letters, it, how was that covered? You didn't suddenly have everybody going, "Oh my goodness gracious, this is serious." In fact, I forgot about it until it was brought up yesterday by somebody. So anyway, now that the now that the uh, the the left wing asses are chapped, now they're all concerned about it. But they didn't seem to express similar concern, even dating back to the shooting of the Republicans on the ball field. Even then, it was a gun control issue. Which brings me to Donald Trump and what happened today. To say there is no connection between what Trump has said about Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Eric Holder, John Brennan, and CNN, and the thinking of the person who sent those pipe bombs is foolhardy. They don't use that same logic when they're talking about the actions of the Maxine Waters and the restaurant yellers and the bike lock punchers and hitters and the egg throwers, they, they, they don't apply that same kind of standard because they don't, they don't make those same, same kind of connections. They just automatically decide that somehow, some way, that this is just, uh, this is just a... Uh, these are all just the results of, of people uh, being being angry about an election, and therefore they're, it's all it's, the president speaking it's all defensible. In Wisconsin uh, speaking quite hypocritically. I, and, I, and, and, by, and by the way, they they uh, they talk about the president and this and this journalist guy, and then say well, that's why this Saudi Ara- that's why this journalist was killed in Saudi Arabia. It's like no, it wasn't, and you know that. But yeah, automatically the networks even yesterday decided that they were going to say that that uh, that president all the people who have received the bombs happen to be people who the president has attacked. Cecilia Vega, she's live at the White House. And Cecilia, we heard the president obviously call for unity today, calling the pipe bombs abhorrent. But it's going to lead to questions about the rhetoric, as I mentioned, we've been hearing in the country for some time now. Yeah. Uh, now, David Muir was on to something there when he talked about the rhetoric they've been hearing for some time now. But Chicky Poo's about to narrow it down for us. And David, and the White House is already facing those questions here tonight. And again, that is because of what happened today. All of the targets are people that the president regularly attacks himself. Now- yeah, thank you, Cecilia Vega, for narrowing it down just to President Trump. 
because you could just as much say that all the targets of the pipe bombs just happen to be the same people who have been calling President Trump a Nazi and calling for violence and incivility towards President Trump's people. But they don't say that. They just say that uh, – and voters. They just say that these are all happen to be President Trump's targets. But they have never mention and never talk about how they've been targeting President Trump for two and a half years. And again, I don't believe that these people deserve to have terrorist acts committed against them because of that. But let's just tell the whole truth about what's going on, and then maybe you'll get people like me and others to uh, to join in the chorus of calling for more civility. But just because your ass is now in a vice, don't expect me to come and 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 join your uh, and join your party here, because you put our asses in a vice for the past two and a half years and haven't said a word about it. So pardon me if I'm not all lathered up about the uh, Bugs Bunny bombs. We'll see. The list is now at 10. Joe Biden rounded it out at, uh, at the tail end there. And my, my guess is that uh, there are some people now feeling like left out because they haven't gotten one. So we'll see how it all goes the rest of the day. Bernie Carrick thinks that they're going to be nailing this person uh, sooner rather than later, and hopefully they will. And like I say, it'll be surprising who it is. I pretty much guarantee you that. Oh, give me land, lots of land, and the starry skies above. Don't fence me in. Let me ride through the wide open country that I love. Thank you to uh, Discovery Design, Let me be Truck Care and Manufacturing for the studio. Appreciate you guys. DDTruckUSA.com. Thank you to Deputy Wellness. Thank you to Tracy Ellis. TracyEllis.com. Santino Cigars and Cocktails. Michael Proctor. Proctor's pub like Dr. ProctorDrapery.com. Matthew Mitchell and the Matthew Mitchell Allstate Agency. 855 quote me. Gold Note Lending. 314-567-GOLD. There's gold in them there, Golden Oak Lending Offices. And also, by the way, thanks a ton to Ricky Hall and the veteran-owned Nutrition HQ, NHQ.rocks, Manchester and McKnight in Rock Hill. Great place for all your supplements, proteins, pre-workouts, weight loss tools, you name it, you got it, at Nutrition HQ. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.